0: This podcast is brought to you by the team at New Zealand Trucking Magazine. Remember to get your hands on the latest issue from your favourite retailer or subscribe now at nztrucking.co.nz.
1: on moving the official podcast of new zealand trucking media here's dave mccoyd and murray Lindsay. well here's the wonderful news the keep on moving podcast is coming back to a a form that perhaps you might remember yeah there's a a wonderful cartoon of me and dave um we're sitting on a truck dave aren't we we are
2: that's (laughs) right and it's still
1: everywhere (laughs) it is everywhere I love the cartoon. I know. Well, yeah, I don't know if I've quite got my glasses right, but I can cope. Anyway, well, doesn't,
2: doesn't look anything like
1: you. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, we are rolling on with the numbers in the Keep On Moving podcast. We've made it to episode 26. There's been a bit going on in between, um, in between cups of tea, Dave.
2: <laughs> but there's been a lot going on between cups and tea, but, yep, there are cups of tea, but, I've, yep, I've got one of my my precious children back in its full format
1: oh wonderful so we'll get into this let's have a chat about what's on the show um this time round. i know that uh, you uh, uh Gavin and carl have had a, a wonderful we used to call it the moot we're calling it the yarn now because it's well i think a, a moot's a wee bit precious i think he yarns more relaxed isn't it well uh, the problem is too muzz is that
3: you've
2: When you have a moot, you've got to have someone who has mildly disagrees with your standpoint and goal. We struggle with that. We sort, of like, right, let's have, we sort of like, let's have an argument. We all look at each other and go, well, I agree with you, and I agree with you, and well, this is buggered, in not it, before we even start. So we just, in the end, we just have a beer and talk about shit, really.
1: Yeah, you'd make lousy political parties, that's for sure. Uh, we've also got uh, Bruce Hay. Now, Bruce is in the engine room of um, that brilliant Drake, the brilliant Drake models that we see ar- around New Zealand and in Australia and around the world as well, and he has um, his, well, he, he's got his fingerprints all over them, Dave, hasn't he?
2: Oh well, you know it's that thing that you know. How do these guys, you know, someone like, how did you get that job, you know? And it's just talk about a a, a coming together of all the right things in the universe aligning at the right time, and and ends it's like such a neat bloke, like you know, an engineer, a diecast collector, ends up at a trailer builders that decides to build diecast models of their own trailers, and he's the man for the job. It's just like he'll he'll tell you straight up, you know, talk about fall on your feet in the in the dream job.
1: That interview is coming up. Uh, Daniel Louisi, tell me about him and Ashfield uh, Ashford uh, Aggregates, Dave. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's one of the great international sort
2: of stardom stories in, in road transport. And I mean, the guy didn't even he's not he's not from a transport background, but he's he's built a transport business originally as a tradie who couldn't get trucks when he needed them, so got into trucking and just kept going. And because he's a prolific uh, social media guy, he's what he's done for. Exp- posing road transport and and as they call them over there lorries, which you'd have heard a lot in the last six weeks, months when you've been over there, yeah, don't <laughs> turned into a YouTube sensation with with like long episodal length YouTube things, and they're just about his business, Asheville aggregates and what they do and where they go and the troubles they encounter and the trucks he's buying, and it's just it's an it's it's really neat. Once you get hooked, you are hooked. It's 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 a great yarn, and he's a great guy.
1: I'm looking forward to that chat. Also, um, let's get back to tin tax and something more um, uh, earthy. John Sansom joins us from New Zealand Trucking
2: Association, and this is really interesting from the business side of the podcast and and uh, the the collaborative uh, project that uh, New Zealand Trucking Association have headed up and built this portal for for making the the trudge through. Um, the compliance side of uh, health and safety uh, so much easier for small to medium businesses. Now, this is a really good tool. This is a this is a don't switch off thing. This is a how to make just the, the plethora of stuff in front of you that you have to comply with focused into one point. And not only does it say, here's what you have to do and here's a bunch of resources to do it with, it goes the extra step and it says, here's start here, do this, fill this in. Do that, do that, do that, do that. And it gives you a prescriptive journey through your compliance requirements. Of course, all um, aimed and intertwined into some form of um, industry uh, uh, industry sort of, uh, um, what, are, what are we looking for? That, you know, they're working in the background on the truck safe thing. So, you know, an accreditation program. That's going to come at some stage in the near future. There's a massive picture coming together here for these guys and, and NRC collaborating with them and, and um, Harm Free is part of it and a really snazzy tool. All
1: right, shall we get into this? Shall we fire this up, Dave? Should we get back into action again? Hit the big air start button, Murray, we're into it.
4: Welcome to Trucking Radio, twenty four seven. My name's Gavin Myers, and Carl Kirk Beck's back from the United States of America. Guys, all speaking America.
2: Yeah, my name's David McCoy. I'm sitting here with some moonshine. I got me a fiddle and some rocks on the griddle. I ain't nothing but a funny, funny something. Thank oh, hey God, I'm a country. Hey, Carl. Uh, hey,
4: Carl.
0: <laughs> yeah, good g'day, guys. Oh, well, that's hardly. In the, oh, in the mood get, of things, man, is it? Got to, yeah, yeah. A, we're not going to live this down for some time, well, are we? Well, we're hoping not. No, you're totally American okay. now. Fully American. What, what are
2: brand are the boots are you wearing today, Carl, in the office? Yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> the old Ariats,
0: eh? And the matching jeans, mate. <laughs> they're not old Ariats, Looking mate. sharp. No, the yeah. brand, oh, brand, <laughs> brand new, mate. Brand new. <laughs> yeah, we went shopping with the tanners and that was it. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old American Express got a hammering. Why you come over here wearing those Disney boots and shorts? <laughs> <laughs> we got to take you down to the shop and buy some proper clothes It was a bit like that, to be really honest Straight uh-huh. out of the Peterbilt factory, straight round to the Outfitters Yeah, 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 you can't be driving my trucks looking like that, boy <laughs> That was it, that was pretty much it Yeah, how's it all going, team? All oh, good? no, yes, oh. we've kept the fort uh,
2: yeah. assembled while yeah. Like yeah. you've been away
4: Magical, yes, magical It's been a, it's been a, a missed month for the podcast yeah, well Muzzer's uh, yeah, been Muzzer's in America, as he well. bugged off. No, Muzzer's in the UK.
2: Oh, in, in the UK, what did I say? Yeah, America. Oh, you Ameri- know, Muzzer's yeah. in the UK, so no one knew how to pull the levers on the big <laughs> control room. <laughs> yeah, <and> no, <laughs>
4: we just work. know how to produce magazines we don't know about.
2: Yeah, podcasts. Just, yeah, that's right. We can talk into the podcasting machine and produce the file, but from there...
4: <sighs> yeah, no, nah, that's it. It's wizardry. That's wizardry. That's, that's, that's wizardry. where the magic happens. Podcast. Oh, is that what this is called? Podcasting machine?
2: It's That's, that's Roadcaster. Oh, 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 fancy. One of those. Yeah, it
4: shows you how much yeah. I know.
2: Yeah, that's the pocket edition.
0: Yeah. Oh. Hey, um, but, uh, yeah, while we've been away, mate, there's been a couple of uh, interesting um, covers produced. There's, uh, yeah, a, couple, a bit of, a bit of uh, information there in front of us. Mm, yeah, you missed a couple eight. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. September, October.
1: It's, a, it's always
0: cool when,
2: like, a theme comes, like, a story comes together from... One sort of brewing in the background, like Mm. the newies have been Mm. brewing in the background Mm -hmm. for a while. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, the Glenn Stewart story arrives, and you go, oh man, this is such a cool, like a two month theme for the cover story. Like, you know, new into trucking from another industry. Mm -hmm. Sort
0: of symbiotic uh, relationship. Yeah,
2: but from completely different origins. You know, new into trucking, loves trucks all his life, been around trucks, Mm -hmm. never did it, flew a big aircraft instead, then came and fulfilled the dream of the boy. um, And then. The multi-generational family trucking yeah. business, yeah. who both reach similar conclusions in terms of what you have to do to operate to, trucks to operate in trucks. Yep. You know, and with return to uh, and with uh, with regards to the cultural aspects of it, and uh, mm. you know, and the yeah, you and know, all that real neat, great, great two yarns to get to oh, go and talk to people. Yep, yeah, totally.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely worth reading if you haven't. Uh, if you haven't caught the September issue, or, and you've got the October, it's definitely worth reading them back to back. Um, yeah, because, yeah. If you read one, then read then you the other. Re- Yeah, then yeah. you really get the the full picture of what we're saying about them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Two completely different genres of work. Two completely different genres of truck. Yeah. Two completely different uh, arrivals into the industry. Two incredibly similar conclusions. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and the and the trucks themselves though, are stories in their own right. You know, I mean uh, that uh, Matt Granite of the Newies on the logs and so on. I mean that's um, that's something pretty damn special. You know, the way that that was put together, and then you know you go to the six sixty Scania, state of the art, absolutely the latest from the uh, mm-hmm. the mighty Swedes. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, like you said, very very different, but incredibly similar stories.
2: And yet the the um, you know the granite was a great metaphor for. For the whole business approach too, yeah. You know the whole, you know, bloody strength of tradition, but new ways of looking at it. Yep. Is, yes, yep, you know, totally, blah, yeah, know Blah blah blah, and and something that can be handed on to yep. the next generation in terms of hardware as well. They've already got the next generation lined up to hit the same targets mm. as as what yeah. the Granite does in terms of payload and that.
4: Yep, yep. The next generation, as in Anthem, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the not the the kids coming into the Both, <laughs> both. Well, yeah. well that's yeah. also true, actually. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, if you've got uh, Ian and uh, Shelley as your mum and dad, you're only going to have one outlook on life, and that's, uh, <laughs> and, that's and that's positive and uh, yep, respectful yep. of everyone that's around you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great couple, Ian and Shelley.
2: Yeah. Ah. So,
0: so what else? What
2: else so was going on in there? In September, we had the Big Blue uh, uh, TGXMAN. Yeah, Hayden Campbells. Yeah. Ooh.
4: Yep, from down south. Who has uh, a track record of putting
2: on? incredibly good looking MANs. AMs. oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah but i mean tgx is the uh, new uh, generation MAN. is such a neat looking truck like how you can do what it looks to be so little to a new model mm. and presents mm. such a different truck mm-hmm. in terms of looks and in terms of the interior well, it's not even comparable like that is that is one of the great truck interiors at the moment
4: yeah yeah and i mean what what hayden's done to it i mean it's a uh, um, 6 It's a bit of a celebration model for him. Six years in the business and, and uh, five units on the road. And um, he just wanted to celebrate that partnership with um, with Penske, really. Um, and, yeah, I mean, oh, he's gone all out. And we've got our opening photo of that um, taken by uh, by Vandy Photography um, on the night for Hayden, which, which Hayden kindly supplied to us for the magazine. It's just when you see it all lit up at night, it really comes alive. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, I mean, he's just he's just done a fantastic job on on that and, and yeah. speaking it and customising it. Yeah, the yeah. way the way he wants it, it is a real celebratory unit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then the following month, what was uh, we, we basically? Um, well, again, we stayed south. Stay top stayed truck
4: south. stayed south and stayed with sort of a celebration, sort of mm. a theme with um, our top truck in the October issue, the Grey Ghost. Um, yeah. Gerard Daldry's um, new 770S Scania, um, that I think first broke cover, it was the um, TMC Trucking yep, Industry, Industry Show, show yep. last yeah, year, Yeah, right, it was on the Scania year. stand, and um, it looks totally different now with, uh, oh man, I mean, you just look at the work that's gone into that paint yeah. job, it's yeah. just... Oh, and another great story behind a truck. Another great yeah.
2: story. That truck pays homage to so yeah. much of
4: his. So life. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It tells his story. It tells, it his, tells story. his story in trucking, yeah. really,
2: and real cool too. Because another fantastic contributor to the industry, you know, uh, someone involved in the industry that mm. has always, you know, his passion mm. for mm. for the trucks and the people that drive them was always reflected in the gear. You know. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The people that um, sort of, I suppose, were almost. Mentors to him in his trucking journey, coming into it and and, and and guiding him through um, and and, um, sort of influencing his perspective on the industry. Yep. Yep.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What else?
4: Yeah, October, we've also got, um, we got a nice story on uh, young Josh Adamson, uh, Drives for JSwap. He's our uh, Driven to Succeed uh, feature, uh, our most recent Driven to Succeed feature. Um, and he's just yeah he's just flown through the ranks there and, and mm. really doing a great job there. Uh, that that story written by um, Alison Varen and um, yeah she went for a ride with him in his his new T nine oh nine to load up a couple of diggers and shift them around the Bay of Plenty a little bit and um, yeah it's a, it's a real nice yarn and, and another inspirational one for for any any uh, younger people considering a career in. Truck mm. driving, really, mm. Mm. and yeah. it,
2: and it's a great, it's a great. You touched on that because it's a great story from that perspective, isn't it? Because all of us are grey headed bald, sun, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Your no, but you is. know, yeah. it's too easy to go. You know, you look back and go, oh, it was," you know, back in our day, blah blah mm. blah. But mm. he's basically saying it's just as much fun. It's just yeah. as yeah. cool yeah. well, down Yeah, it is yeah. what it is for me, and it's yeah. been great.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a quote in there that um, that he he said. He said, "You know, old fellas ask ask me um, why would you want to drive trucks." You know, yeah. in 2023, like, why yeah. would you, you know, I've been doing it for 30 years, I'm over it. And um, his response was, yeah, but at now me at my age, I've got the same enthusiasm that you had for it 30 years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's amazing. That's just, hey?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it's really interesting, too, because there, oh, there's a whole there's a whole sit on the couch and have a talk about this. We could go down the oh, rabbit hole there's here. a rabbit hole here, there's a rabbit <laughs> hole here, because... You really easily fall back into those comments about days gone by, and there's a lot of it that that, that I get. I, you know, I sort of understand. There was the freedom. There was this, there were, and there are some aspects of it that I will defend to the core, like access for kids around the transport yeah. industry yep. is something that's tragically failing us at the moment. But hmm. from the from the work point of view, you can talk to old line hall guys who we. Looked up to at the time and look on as legends because of the capacity of work that they were able to get through, and they will say now, in their elderly years, you know, what the hell was it all about? You know, mm-hmm. I work my guts out. Mm. You know, like if it's it's almost like, in some ways, yes, there are things that 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 uh, we don't do now that we should, but he's going to grow up in a much more regulated. Industry yeah. where he can mm. have a life with his kids yeah. and he can mm. have a life yep. with his wife and yep. he can, you know, yep. he can, um, he can, he he can get time that yep. previous generations yep. just never yeah. had. As no, long as no, you yes. were, as long as you were conscious and you had a
0: pulse, yeah, to another, yeah, the wheels were turning. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, that's it. I mean, dare we say it that um, certain amount of regulation comes in because of um, certain stretching of legal <laughs> legal limits, shall we say. Pushing the boundaries, Carl. Pushing the boundaries. And um, it, it's like productivity.
2: I've, it's like I've said in editorials, you know, and I'm not necessarily opposed to that because mm. it, is, it is the largest single moving object allowed free reign mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. under the control of one person. It yep. should be mm-hmm. regulated quite heavily.
3: Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. know, an yep.
2: airline, an aircraft has got, you know, Mm. Lots in the cockpit and lot, lot, lots watching them from the control tower. Mm. A train is incredibly regulated as yes. to where it can go because it's yep. got two steel rails that are telling it where it can go yep. and it's being watched.
4: Yeah, they've been watched all the time. Blah, blah, they blah. Push, they a ship push.
2: has a crew of thousands on the bridge. Mm. like A ship can't can't do one knot without mm-hmm. 12 people auditing it. Yep, yep, but yep. A, a heavy truck yep. at yep. 23 metres and 58 tonne mm. has still got that one person. Mm. Mm. And at the end of the day, it, whatever they decide
0: to do, that's mm. what it'll do That's yeah. Right. yeah yeah
4: absolutely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so um yeah i mean we've got we've got some real uh real nice um overseas content in this issue as well um if you've ever been curious about how the Europeans do h p m v um our good mate of the international truck of the year association of um yeah we've got an article uh, through them and uh, about The duo and mega-trailer combinations that they run over there and, um, yeah, (laughs) that's an interesting read because, yeah, uh, the way they do it, I think uh, a lot of our readers will read that and find a little bit of it, a little bit strange, but uh, interesting nonetheless.
2: Well, they find it strange as well.
4: well, They do, actually, yeah, yeah, because there is a comment in that story about, yeah.
2: Yeah, when I'm overseas on the iToy, uh, with the iToy jury members and journalists, particularly the Scandinavian ones... (laughs) And they, I show them a picture of, like, the FENCO truck, say, for example, if I took that over there and showed mm. them that Scania, and they go, oh, yes, there are many axles on this truck. What can this truck take? 120 tonnes? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tell them what it can take. Is, but it's got all the axles made in the last year uh, <laughs> underneath it. Why are there so many axles and not much weight? Well, you just... You'd have to come and drive on the roads, really. <laughs> <laughs> you come and yeah. visit us sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you explain to them road user charges and blah, 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 and then they fall asleep. And <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah, then uh, we've got a write-up um, about uh, Daniel Lewise, um Asheville Aggregates um, yeah. by Will Shears. And Dave, you spoke to him. And yeah, if, if uh, our listeners haven't caught that, uh, that conversation yet, that's one definitely worth well, listening to.
2: Can I just... That's a great segue. Yeah, okay. Okay. Off you go. Off, I'm just heading down off subject down a rabbit hole here, but the, this podcast uh, is the return to the proper podcast show, uh-huh. so the Daniel Luisi co- uh, interview will accompany, will be appear after this Ooh, interview, uh, okay, right. with another couple of interviews, and big news, can someone give me a drum roll? Has anyone got a drum roll? Next month is the return of the feature industry interview, like with a icon personality of the industry because mm-hmm. uh, we have a uh, supporter for that. We have a sponsor that's come on board and is going to have their Ooh. name against the feature mm-hmm. interview Ooh. and we we can't thank them enough and I'm going to keep yeah. it a secret and we're going to talk about them at the podcast and we're going to talk about what they do every month and we're going to look at what they do And because they have backed the... Podcast feature industry awesome interview, stuff. and so that's been there's been a demand. Every time I go out, I get bashed on the forehead with a post and saying, "When's <laughs> the next? <laughs> When's <laughs> the next?" You do, you do. I've, do. Seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> when is the next feature industry interview? Well, November
4: <laughs> is it awesome.
2: But this month mm. we've got two great interviews following this, including the Daniel Luisi Asheville Aggregates, and he is he is a hard case. He he is funny yep. as yeah. Oh, he yeah. says
0: YouTube channel, and he's a bloody rat bag. Eh? He's, oh, yeah. he's he's <laughs> a real yeah. But you know, but um, incredibly uh, savvy operator. Oh, you know, he's yeah. just like yeah. he incredibly knows, savvy businessman. Yeah. He yeah. knows his he knows his yeah, stuff yeah. inside and out. And that
4: yeah. that YouTube journey that he's on as well. I mean, I'm sure you, you guys discuss all of this in in the podcast chat. But I, hope I mean that <laughs> 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 that's that is really what the industry needs in 2023. I think because that's you know we need someone like him. Um, showing the raw guts of it in an entertaining and informative way, um, and, and sort of getting that interest, mm. you mm. know, amongst amongst the YouTube generation, if you want yeah. to call them that. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, it's so difficult, as we know, to reach um, a younger um, younger audience, get that young blood into the industry, and I mean, these are conversations we have all the time when we go out as well. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think I think he's he's doing a great job with that.
0: It's funny, eh? Because like there, you can find it out. You know, like it's 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 in your face whenever you go to YouTube, looking at you know the trucking industry and and so on. You see time and time again all the bad points, all the you know like oh I've had a shit day, this went wrong, that went wrong, this happened, and then there's the amount of guys that put up uh, you know um, uh, videos of you know all manner of accidents and so forth mm. that have been captured on foot and. You're just like for crying, you know. What are you trying to portray here? You know, yep. you send the yep. stuff public and out there for you know for public consumption. Is this the uh, you know material you is want the public to the see? The you want to portray. Is this, is the industry, this is the golden rule here of that. Oh no, never, no, yeah, no we don't see do that. So don't do that. The, and, never appear on and
2: and yeah, um yep. and if someone does through foul means or foul happen to get it down as quick as we can get it down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. and <clears throat> you're absolutely right, Gab. Like and. I'll, there's a couple of LinkedIn posts coming up with me as well that, um, you know, we have to tell the story of the mm. industry. You yeah. know, this mm. is one thing that uh, past CEO of uh, uh, Transporting New Zealand at it get had bang on. You've got to tell the, indus- the story of the industry to mm. the people who don't know the story, which in New Zealand is mm. 99% mm. of the public. They, yeah, exactly. They, you know, they just, they, yeah. you know, the reason that roading is such a huge Topic in the and the election is because of people getting their rims dented on their car, not because mm. the roads are starting to strangle trucks' ability yeah. to move the freight. Yeah, yeah. They have no idea how their privilege arrives at their doorstep, and no. we have to tell that story mm. and yeah. the people that are in yeah. the industry. Mm. And yeah. I mean, I've petitioned before. You know, I don't, I don't give a, sh- you know, I don't. If it's me and Gav and Carl or if it's uh, Colin and Hayden at Truck and Driver and they turn up to tell you a story, let them tell your story. Let Mm, them, mm. you know, and get that story out to the people that need to know.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Exactly.
4: Yeah. 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 And then I think that probably the last little highlight from the October issue, without giving away every feature in the magazine, um, we have got to talk about the uh, K200 replica on the models pages, yeah, Carl. I, think. I know. I'm, I'm almost reluctant to let you run away with this one because I think no, that's exactly that what people you'll are do. Got, but over, People have got to you. see the photos
0: for themselves, they yeah. really do. I mean, uh, uh, Peter Gillen and uh, Pukikawi there, he's been building model trucks for quite some time now. And um, uh, what's special about that? I mean, it's you know, it's it's the Brett, um, Brett Marsh number 16 um, K200 Kenworth, 2.8 metre cab and uh, quad axle. Um, but it's what's gone into it to actually build that replica, um, and the level of technology that's available to uh, ho- you know, well, hobbyist model truck builders and so forth. Um, um, now, in, in this day and age, it's just incredible what you can purchase um, from all corners of the world. Uh, Latvia, for you know, for crying out loud, but I mean, yep. Have a look, have a look at the photos, read the story and have a look because it's inspiring. There's but, uh, there's nothing you can't build these days now.
2: But you know the maudlin state of depression that I get in when I looked at that perfect <laughs> replica of Marsh's K two hundred and like there is no K two hundred model. Like I can't yeah. you know, when someone like I can't put the attachments on the vacuum cleaner and get the mistake. Like that's how bad at modeling Yeah, well you know, I am. You know? And yeah. um and then there's a K two hundred, and there's no such thing as a K two hundred. How the hell is he, he created? He created it? It.
0: Yeah. it. Yeah, yeah created. No, there it is. Well, this is it. As I said, you know, it's worth having a look at There's um, some interesting uh, websites there to go and have a look at um, for these various products that are available in these odd places like Latvia and so on that mm. you know suddenly make the um, yeah you know, will give you the opportunity and the possibilities to actually build that K two hundred and make it look like that phenomenal. Peter is he's, he's a he's a top notch model truck builder yeah. and. That one's going to look pretty good on the old competition tables at the next Easter Nationals, I can assure you. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm.
2: Absolutely. And, of course, I suppose the one thing that we need to talk about, in because we've done the announcement and he knows he, he's won it, is uh, yeah, yeah. Robert Tarnie Jeffries, yes. RT Southern Line, yes. Kenworth K200 2.8 fat cab, yeah. won the yeah. John Murphy Memorial 22-23.
4: Real deserved winner. Yeah. Um, and,
2: look, it, everywhere we go... Particularly in the South Island, obviously, and we say, it, it, the the people who we talk to about that win, and the win is about, in the minds of everything. I mean, beautiful truck, fantastic Mm -hmm. truck, nothing away from the truck, deserved winner. Yeah, but but it's Rob and Tania that that like they couldn't go. To better yeah. nicer people yeah. no one yeah. no one has yeah. said anything else yeah. you know they are thrilled for the win for the people, yep yeah. yeah which is so that's cool. and
0: there's, there's a and there is a real when you look back over recent years of the awards or actually probably go right back I mean um, that is a common thread like you know and maybe that's um, there's something there with uh, uh, just genuinely being bloody good people you get a good following, and people are prepared to vote for you. They're prepared to back you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they all, everyone, you know, you go you go back over recent years, and, oh, my goodness, all those winners, they're all just, I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it. They're salt of the earth people. <laughs> yes, Carl Ke-
2: copyright, Carl Kirkbeck. <laughs> 2023. Oh, no, actually, 1960. When were you born? <laughs> 1960, <laughs> <laughs> 1960. Copyright, Carl Kirkbeck. Uh, if you use salt, yes. of, the salt of the earth in your yes. conversation, please yeah. send five cents to <laughs> Carl Kirkbeck. Uh, TNT yeah. Peninsula
0: yeah, yeah I'll, send, I'll send you a postal address soon to be in Invercargill aye. Aye. aye heading south brace yourself South Island Captain K's coming yeah southbound and down yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 yeah. so so from there we go to ooh what, what else is on well, the by board by the time before? you're all hearing this
2: we will know who the government is whether it's uh, <laughs> whether, whether we've retained the incumbent
0: uh, oh, government well, or, the, uh, or uh, Prime Minister have, Winston Peters we have to, <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh there's a, For those of you that
2: don't know, that are listening from all over the country, there's a little village sort of on the way between the Coromandel uh, Peninsula and Auckland, and it's called Waitakaruru, and it's basically a small village by two muddy canals, and um, <laughs> and it's got a National Party uh, billboard, and it's got the local MP, Scott Simpson, and how the National Party billboards have got like Luxon standing yeah, by whoever yeah, the local yeah. man is, yeah, and yeah. someone's glued when he's, uh, <laughs> His
4: face over
3: when he's face on Luxon, face on Luxon,
0: yeah. Oh, gold, out. gold, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, crikey, let's yeah. just hope and pray that, uh, yeah. Well, let's see what happens. It's At good. least I've learned
2: mm. a lot. Like you know, if the next time anyone's talking to me about statistics, facts, figures, and asking me to recite, I can just say to them, "You rude, arrogant person. <laughs> like you know, how dare you ask me for?" Uh, Budget, uh, budget, and figures on this—that's that's the that's the rude and arrogant generation that you are, and you should be all ashamed of yourself. And you're the reason why the country in trouble. Yeah, yeah that, that, yep. that rings. So, so that's hit. basically the answer to yeah, any yeah, KPI yeah, question your yeah, boss yeah. has for you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There
4: you go. Yeah. Good to know.
2: Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Winston. But yeah, no. Next time we talk, we'll uh, either be talking about the uh, return of the uh, return of Tintin, or um, yeah, or someone A, else? Whole A, A whole new direction. Whole new direction. Yeah. Oh yeah. my
0: goodness, it's mm. going to be interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, right.
2: Okay, Captain Carl. Let's yes. move on to something more positive and get away from that. Yes. Yet. Yes. Uh, the we left it till this to this podcast because you hadn't seen it,
0: mm.
2: and I keep getting asked by Mike Williams and Yogi Kendall,
0: oh, and Craig all the time. I know. What do you think
2: of it? What do you think of it? What do you oh. think of
0: it? Carl, um,
2: have you looked at Trucking Life Volume um, uh, Volume uh, issue, what, one, issue One? New, yeah, New Generation. New generation. <laughs> yeah, New yeah.
0: Generation. Volume One, Issue One. Yeah, uh, unbelievable, boys. You've done uh, and girls, the the whole team, I should say, because it's there's a yeah, husbands and wives are all behind that, and they've uh, done it. Done it. They've done it admirably. That's um, exactly what it needed to look like. It contains exactly what it needed to contain, and. Um, you know, uh it's got the feeling of the truck and life that we all remember and that was that was paramount that it actually encapsulated that and they've 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 got it. Yeah, and they've pitched so,
2: it like design wise and the yep. whole thing it looks like about yep. late eighties, early nineties, doesn't it, it? And that yeah. was
0: that was the heyday. Yeah, it really was, you know. I mean, those were the magazines that you head off down to uh Scotty's bookshop and, you know, sort of grab the grab the copy there and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, all the all the good, the juicy stuff in there. I've just got to talk to them about getting models in there, though. That's, uh, yeah, that's... Because like, it did, eh? Yeah, 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 there was, a, that, there, there was always a model and section the models, And it had a country
2: music section in it. Yeah, too late, yeah, yeah, did, well, there's yeah. a bit of that, I believe... There's a bit of that in this one, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Andy makes sure of that, because oh, Andy's a yeah. muso, a museo. Yeah. muso. Yeah, so, I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, it's heading in the right direction. Keep it up. Boys and girls, you've just, yeah, you've, you've really nailed it. It just looks bloody magic.
2: And, you know, like, we made a fuss... You know, we've made a big fuss about Trucking Life coming back onto the shelves in in Australia, and and and, you know, that's because we're very close to the crew and we know them really well, and we've shared ideas, and Mm -hmm. you know, they got a radio station, they have got a podcast, you know, blah 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 blah, and that. But but also because like it and and the younger crew out there, you know, like it was the it was the first. It was yes. Well, I think Truck and Bus was probably the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trucking Life was that first proper vocational. The magazine that made you go, yeah, the, you know, trucking life is, was the was the yeah. was what spurred New Zealand trucking magazine. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what, right. That's what got uh, Trev and John. Yeah, yeah saying we yeah. want, you know, we want our own. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that when you look at, um, uh, it it was the crossover magazine. It was the magazine that everyone was looking for, truck and bus and rigs and road. Remember rigs and roads, the old um, newspaper style magazine. Gee, to you're from. old. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, newsprint, newsprint ma- uh, magazine, but. Those were, like you say, vocational. They they were absolutely they were you know sort of road test and specs and so on. You know manufacturers and all that sort of interviews and that sort of thing. Truck and Life was the one that went to the passion and the you know and the people. That, oh yeah, it, it it bridged that gap. It, it it stepped over the line and and that's why I think and it, it got antsy. Yeah, it got yeah. antsy. It oh, got yeah. It
2: got you know it yeah. got up. It got up people. You know mm, you know when you think mm. back to issue. Two of New Zealand Trucking Magazine or issue one was it which was the one where they did the how to wind back one back the hub meter
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. issue one the hub <laughs> you know. the hubometer hub- hub-
3: hub- hub- that back. was, yeah, that yeah, was
1: yeah.
2: Uh, you know that was directly that was trying to trying to tap into the antsiness yes. the trucking life you know the, the razorback life. and all yeah. that you know the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, you yeah, know, razorback getting right yeah. up the you know yeah yeah so so no
0: well done team well done yeah we look forward to the next one
2: and so many of the old contributors there. Yeah, and there's more coming on the way from all yeah. accounts. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Old so, diesel um, dog. Yeah, yep. Yep, <laughs> it's, yep, There's quite a few people that have woken from their slumber and picked up their pen and said, yes. "Well, if you're going to produce this sort of thing, yeah, we're in, we're in." Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, now nah, all credit to them for the taking the risk and having a go. Mm, mm. Mm. Yep. Um, oh, we well, had um, Ollie and his family call it oh, up. Oh, yeah. yep. Yep, mm, to the office. Hey. Turned up at the office. They called yeah. him. Yeah, he called into the office and oh, wow. had a bit of a visit and had a look at the, you know, where it all happens. And yeah, yeah and we're HQ. Still, we're still buzzing <laughs> over the the big day in Hamilton when the industry yeah. just yeah. just stopped in their tracks and went over mm-hmm. to make a young follower's dream come true. So yeah, that oh, was that, really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, 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 great family and uh, yeah. On the day, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that he's still buzzing because on the day, I, I, I still, you know, that's the memory I've got is that. He was just full of thanks the whole time, just just everyone. You know, it was just hugs and genuine thanks all the time. So, yep. yeah, a good little man.
2: Oh, he is a lovely little guy, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but there is some sad news, boys, Oh, this month. Sad there office news. Some very sad office oh, news. Oh. no. We are sad to say that as much as we tried <laughs> and as much as we petitioned and we went all out, yeah. Olive didn't win. The New Zealand office dog of the year, 2023. <laughs> 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 Poor Olive. <laughs> and she's still, she's collapsed and she's unconscious. <laughs> she, she, she's <laughs> still, <laughs> still <laughs> collapsed and unconscious. She can't, can't, <laughs> can't cope. She can't cope. Can't cope oh my yeah. goodness! No, yeah. No, she hasn't quite been herself since it was announced. But, oh. but uh,
0: did she at least come second or third or something?
2: I don't think they had a second or third. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. Oh. yeah.
0: So, but even yeah, but second still losing.
2: Yeah. I ran into when we were doing the Venko uh, story and we went to one of the loadout sites, and there was a staffy in the um, in the window in the door of the office there yeah. the lady and i said oh you know staffy and she yeah yeah they're talking to the lady and she said i said oh um, have you entered him in the office dog of the year competition cuz it was still running there, yeah. you know and she goes oh no i didn't hear about it ra 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 told her all about it she said oh you've obviously got a dog to mm. i said yeah yep yep yeah, yeah, yeah nah, we have got a dog at the office yeah, yeah and she goes oh cool oh yeah what sort of dog have you got and i said ah, oh, jim and short pointer and she went stuck she just looked at me like a, <laughs> like a she just looks at me like like someone had hit it and she goes, Oh, how's that go for you? <laughs> and I said, Oh quite quite exciting at times. Yeah, it quite it gets quite lively. Yeah, especially the day she ate six hundred and fifty dollars worth of photo enlargements. That was oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really that, that was, was quite lively. Yeah, yeah. And um she says, I've got a friend with one of those. She goes, I I, I wouldn't even have it on my section. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we've got to give
0: Olive credit where credit's Poor Olive. due she, yeah, she, she Olive's is, yeah, Olive's a good dog she's, she's reached that age and stage now though She's matured enough now where she, when, you, when you get greeted by her It's a, a gnashing smile Yeah, that's right she, yeah, yeah.
1: That's like, She's that happy to see you, she
2: smiles And she's a great dog, Belle uh, like yes, when, anyone, when anyone's opened the door downstairs, yeah. all of Thames knows. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. anyway, yeah anyway, commiserations, so Olive.
0: Better luck next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you in there again next year. We'll see how we go.
2: Competitions on the boil. Yeah. Captain K, what have we got in your neck of the woods? Competitions on the boil. Well,
0: hey, look. Yeah, we've got um, Build a Model Truck again, uh, sponsored by um, our good friends at Italuri, uh model truck kit sets. And... Um, uh, it's uh, open to um, you know the youngsters out there that want to have a go, and it's not about building a plastic model truck. This is about getting in and getting down with everything in the house that you can find, all the old bits and pieces in the recycling bin, uh, cardboard boxes, uh, plastic bottle tops, you name it. Paint it, decorate it, put your livery on it, and uh, all that sort of carry on, and you know sort of make it your own, um, and send us a photograph. Um, and uh, some details, and you go in the drawer. Look, honestly, last year we had a oh, yeah a fantastic array of uh, entries, and uh, this year's shaping up the same, and uh, so you still got plenty of time. Um, no, oh, is it Monday, November the 6th is our cutoff, uh, midday, um, so you still got plenty of time. Get building, get it out there, and uh, get it to us, and um, yeah, yeah, see how you go.
2: If you want a Dave tip, put Seminole Stripes... <laughs> <laughs> on your, yeah. on your truck because Captain K doesn't matter how good a job you make of your truck in real life. You'll go, ah, uh, hasn't got semi <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, hey, hey, on that, on that note though, we've got a guest. We we have a guest. We have a guest, we have a guest judged. We don't do the judging. We oh, that's right. We, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yes, 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 you're so, right. so there's no. Yeah, you're no, all, you're, safe. Safe. Oh, you're safe. all safe. You're all safe. We have a guest. Uh, uh, you are non biased. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a qualified judge. A
2: qualified very judge. Very good. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, the other big competition that's running at the moment is my chestnut, and God, I'm going to hang on to this thing like a dog with a bone. I'm not going to let this go. Uh, trucking Towards a Better Future yep. 23, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. and uh, this is the price you will pay out there for, for raising a uh, truck-mad kid that listened to the stuff that you said because I know that, the level of intellect that's driving around and riding around out there in cabs Mm -hmm. and I know that you see so much and I know that you have comments on so much and you see such a plethora of different industries and you interact with different industries and you see the way one industry does something in terms of their supply chain and distribution chain that could be crossed over or just great ideas and uh, we want those ideas and there's, there's a handsome financial... Recompense mm. for mm. it this year. If you go to the September
4: yep. issue, yeah, yep. and twenty-three's uh, got all the entry yep. details. We have
2: entries, we yep. have entries, and uh, so I'm sure that there's no one who wouldn't appreciate a, a stipend of that level in their Christmas budget. Yeah, I'm sure or if actually, you turned up at yeah. home and said oh, yeah. to your uh, wife or husband, "I've just won this," I'm sure that you would, yeah, get brownie points. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And the other, you can actually um, look at the recent videos on our Facebook page as well, and you'll find um, a video there with all the details and uh, links and so on for um, emailing in your entries as well. Yep.
4: And hey, if nothing else, it's another opportunity for the Kiwis to show the South Africans how it's done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've showed you on the rugby field a of times in recent. Oh, Ooh, oh, uh, oh,
2: oh, hang oh,
0: on. Oh, oh. Uh, no,
2: yeah, uh. Anyway, uh, back up. Uh, yeah, uh, Yeah, no, that's but it's, just. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, this is. You know, this comes back to what we talked about before about telling the story of the industry and celebrating the people that are in it. I know how bright you lot all are. I know Uh, that you've seen so much and so much that you know can be improved because I've heard you complain about it in smoker rooms over the years. Now's the time to get your ideas on paper. What have you seen in one place that could be, Mm. Mm -hmm. they could do better, easier, quicker, faster? And it could be anything. It's infrastructural and yes, you know, infrastructural supply chain, distribution chain, warehouses, DCs, you name it. It's up for grabs. Yes, there will be a significant weight put on environmental sort of side of things. But as we always say, if you improve and streamline a process, process, mm. the chances are you've made it environmentally better anyway. <laughs> exactly, that's right. Mm-hmm. So if you, you yeah. know, if it takes less resources to do something, mm. then that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, and um, using less resources, there was a wasn't there a great um, uh, sort of uh, display of that. Using resources outside your office the
4: other day. Oh, oh <laughs> okay. you want, to, want to have a chat about this now, do you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
4: mean, this is just shall a, we? Or because he did send know. us
2: an email saying my editorial this week's just written itself. Yeah,
4: that's very true. it. Shall we save it? Save, save that it. for a moot another day, yes. maybe. Definitely
2: read the EDM this Friday because I feel <laughs> yes. The editorial in the weekly newsletter, I feel I know what it's going to be. Oh, no, well, by the time they get this, she will have well gone, won't yeah, she? So yeah, yeah, Make sure you go back and read the editorial <laughs> in the weekly weeks, newsletter for the 6th. <laughs> is it the 6th It'll Friday? be the 6th. Yeah, Friday the yes. 6th. Yeah, yeah, and you'll know what we're going it'll to talk be a, about, but it was absolutely it'll, unbelievable. It'll be a ripper. Yeah. Mm. Million Mile Entries, Captain K. The Million yes. Mile, the Bridgestone uh, Million yeah. Mile
0: Club. Million Mile Club, yeah. If, if, um, if you ser- have, yeah, if you have out there a truck that has done 1.6 million kilometers or more, get in touch with us and let us know. Because seriously, there's a uh, yeah, there's a se- section of the magazine that's dedicated to it, and Bridgestone, are our our proud Fantastic sponsors there, people. and uh, there's a lovely cap. And a badge, a oh, beautiful embossed badge actually It's not just a little sticker, it's a badge To go on the truck to commemorate its uh, achievements So we've got a, a good selection coming up over the next uh, couple of months and so on But it's one of those things that we're always looking for them And the amount of people that we run into at truck shows and so on They say, oh yeah, no, I've got an old buddy XYZ And it's done buddy 2.9 And you go, oh, for crying out loud, why haven't you send it in? Send it in <laughs> All right, so yeah, email it through Carl at nztrucking.co.nz, and uh, we'll get it in the magazine, and we'll send you a cap and a badge for your troubles. It's, it's just that simple.
2: She's been a good old jigger for you. Why not earn her a badge? Of, yeah, a badge of
0: respect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, give her a pat on the back. Exactly, that's what it's about.
2: Speaking of badges of respect, obviously uh, September just gone was Hall of Fame month. Mm, yes. The uh, yeah. Road Transport Hall of Fame, in association with Mobile Delvet One down at the Richardson Transport World Museum, uh, wonder of the world transport yeah. venue, yeah. accommodation, oh, um, yeah. something else, uh, yes, uh, whatever you call it, the Holy it. Grail, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the magnificent <laughs> yeah. site a magnificent, yeah. magnificent um, building, and it's before I get onto the, you know, it's always so great when and, there's, and there are, it's like I said with um, Ed. Paul and Grant's MacBook, you know, in one editorial uh, for the Mac, the Life book, the chronology of the first thousand Macs built. You know, it's you know, you see, you turn the pages and you see, you know, the life story and it ends in a wreck, and it, you know, it ends in a something that's old and battered. And then you turn over and you see one of the restorations, and you look at it. it the the very, its very last photo is better yeah. than its very first photograph. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, the respect you have for the restorers, yeah. and you go, oh my goodness. Yeah thank goodness, you know, look what you've done, you've preserved that, you know, and when I go down into, and like I say, there's sheds all over New Zealand that fall into this category, so I'm not necessarily singling them out, but you know, you go into the uh, Mm. transport world and you see like uh, the southern uh, Mm. 950 there, and it hasn't deteriorated a bit in a year because it's undercover, it's in the dry Mm. and you're just like man, what what a, oh magnificent, and anyone that's got restored trucks and sheds, you know just hats off to you, hats yep. off to you. But yep. um, yeah, five more inductees into the hall this year: Ian, guys, Peter Walker, George Headley, John Garrity, and Trevor Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was another another great night. You know, they yep. all, uh, 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 you know, everyone that was there, uh, you know, gets into the night and gets yep. dressed up and yep, yep. celebrates. You know, past and past and present, and mm-hmm. uh, you mm. know, posthumous and mm-hmm. um. And yeah, it was really good. And family yeah. are there to receive, uh, you know, both both families were there to receive the awards for the mm. for the members that weren't a- weren't able to be there for for reasons of mortality. And um, mm. Mm. yeah, yeah, it's just a neat night, neat night that to celebrate.
4: Oh, to and celebrate, celebrate the, ex- the industry. Yep. And, and yeah, that's,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's got to be more of it.
2: And of course, other celebrations that have occurred, you know, been celebrated recently is TMC seventy five. Yeah, yeah, that's a. That's a huge achievement, isn't it? You oh. know, seventy-five years. There's a lot of history gone under the yeah. gone under the bridge yeah. in yeah. terms of your business. You've yeah. you've weathered a lot of storms to make yeah seven, seven decades and five. You know, yeah. it's and um it's and also
4: and a uh, an illustration, I suppose, of the progression of the industry. Really, yeah. When you mm. look at those pictures that we featured in the magazine, and you just yeah. see how trailer building has changed yeah. over the years, it's uh, mind yep. blowing stuff.
2: Yep, and and that but, takes some that takes some. You know that in itself is a testimony that they've been able to progress with the. You know, they've been yeah. able to see it and capture the yep. trend and jump on board the trend and create the trend. And there's plenty of that, you know, in, yeah. in their history as well. And of course, the other big one, moving to the North Island, Patchel's likewise, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Patchel's 50 year celebrations that uh, early in September in Rotorua. And that was a great night. Well, you know, Ian got up and spoke, and you mm. know, and the, the great thing about both. Um, Celebrations was the, you know, it's the it's the people. Mm, yep. It's the people. Both uh, Paul at uh, TMC, TMC mm. and Ian at uh, Patchels just wanted to recognise the people that have yep. given yep. their heart and soul yep. to yep. making those to brands those businesses, yep. what they are. And, I mean, yes, you need that entrepreneur. You need that guy at the front end that's like, yep, we can do this and take on unfathomably big tasks and that. But... Mm. You know, then the you know the crew come fall in behind and help them make help them make the vision real. You know,
4: mm. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, the um, uh, Ian's story is it's 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 a damn good read that one. It's um, you know, I mean, the uh, yeah, the camaraderie amongst the team, you know, that comes through, and uh, the the people that he's dealt with and so on, and the leadership, yeah, stunning, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah,
3: yep.
2: Yeah, yep. absolutely. And at the end of the day, like, people, and either opening Pandora's box here or, or whatever, but, like, people still like to, people still respond best when they're led. Yeah, mm. that's right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the people, yes, there's respect, and, yes, there's dignity, and which those guys never not show, yeah. but they also yeah. lead people. You yeah, know, there's that's a, right. There's a line in the sand, here's yeah. my rules, this is where it yeah. puts your foot yeah. over that line. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're beyond I mean, yeah. it, you yep. know, yep. Blah, exactly. blah blah blah, yep.
4: you know, and yep. so yep. and that's how you reach milestones like fifty and seventy-five so years. You reach
2: fifty and seventy-five years, exactly. yeah, yep. exactly. uh, absolutely,
0: one hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And uh, other commemorations in a in a, in a in a in a in a sort of a different sort of a way. Um, we had a little had a sort of visit um, out at Model Barn the other Saturday.
2: Oh something. yeah, celebration oh, of yeah. Hey? yeah, that's a
0: celebration in its own right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. We've got um, basically John Lockley's T nine hundred Kenworth and matching six axle B train is uh, being immortalized by Drake. Yep,
2: and a joint venture between Kiwi Replicas and Drake Collectibles. Yeah. and very cool. What great segue there, too, Captain K, because Bruce Hay is also interviewed by me after
0: Aye.
3: after this
2: after this chat about the inception and and a rise of the Drake yeah, Collectibles the Drake division Co- of Drake Group. And uh, that's a neat story, and he's a neat guy. He's a he's, neat guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a real. Oh, he's,
0: he's, a, he's, real. A, he's, he's a typical Aussie, and uh, got a great sense of humour, and uh, yeah, he really uh, sort of regaled everybody on the day, and uh, uh, we had we had the Lockley machine there. It was it was a little late arriving, which it was uh, but it was it was nonetheless when its uh, appearance there, and everybody ooing and ahhing and. Having a look at it, but um, yeah, yeah, no, that'll be a that'll be a good. And
2: again, what a fantastic machine to do, you know? Because oh. if there's two people that are you just well, you know, they wrote the book. John and Irene wrote the book on humility, you <laughs> know, and like yeah. they they just yeah. shared the day with people and shared the truck with people, and yeah. you know, and, yeah, and uh, yeah, but no, the Drake collectible story, you know, it's a fan, it's a great listen yeah. coming up after this some some stage in the podcast, you know, talk about the right man in the right place at the right
1: time.
0: Yeah. Right. Know, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it's been an interesting couple of months. That's for sure, team. It's actually it She's a two-month stint. She's a two-month yeah.
2: Get those entries in to yes. uh, build a model truck competition. Get those entries in to Trucking Towards a Better Future, and they can't be – Trucking Towards a Better Future's got a decent prize pot, so they can't be slapdash entries. You can't no, say, no. you know, yep. make the roads better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer to that is yes, yes, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but and how? then it gets screwed up and put in the bin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to tap into that brain pool that I know's out there, and 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 now's your chance to to um yeah. to uh, to yeah. do your thing, do your thing, and million <laughs> mile, million mile.
0: Oh absolutely. Yeah, keep those coming. Like I mean if you if you know of anyone out there with a truck that's done the million miles, yeah, yeah, get them in because we'll get them in there. We'll we'll immortalise them in the magazine and we'll send a cap and a badge your way. Just so- like that.
2: Captain K, mm. we're going to uh, we're going to ask you one question. So Captain K's travels and meanderings <laughs> around America will appear in the magazine
0: over the next few months. Yes. So I hope you did something worthwhile. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We've got to keep... Yeah, we did a bit. We did a wee bit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, in the... Uh, what was it? Our... Um, uh, October magazine. Uh, we've got uh, Randy in there, haven't we? Randy Roth, was, yeah, yeah the JDA, yes, JDA, uh, um, JDA. So that's that's our first little sort of uh, step into it. So you'll uh, read about Randy Roth and his, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we actually talked about him um, in the last uh, podcast. Yes, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, that's actually written in there. A couple of photographs there for you all to have a look at. Mighty glider kit, Peterbilt. So um, yes, yes, yes. So what's what's the question? We
2: will talk more about. Carl's American meanderings mm. over the next couple of months, mm. uh, but this month's question is: yes. If you could bring one truck home with you in your suitcase, yes, what would it have been?
0: Oh look, I go back to it I, again. It, I, I mentioned in, in the last podcast it was that W model, um, yeah, uh, yeah, the Hawk Oil Company yeah. um, six before uh, rigid with um, a, a six wheeler um, or three axle pull trailer. Um, As it it used to hover around California and so on, uh, delivering motor oils into like factories and you know, bulk, bulk oil. Mm -hmm. Um, And that truck is just, we found out a bit more about it uh, while we're over there. And what was really cool was actually on the truck show day or days, the two days, they got the trucks out of the museum. So we're actually able to get photographs of them outside and actually got some video footage, footage of it actually driving around. I did my best to get behind the wheel. I did try, (laughs) but they're like, oh no, sorry, we can't let you drive that one, but um, it is just, I don't know, there's something about that truck, it just captures what we all love about, you know, the American truck scene that we grew up with, and the books that we look back at, and the photographs that we talk about, and you know, uh, it it just, just, it's fallen out of the 70s, it's just, yeah, yeah, and it's, there's... uh, it could go back to work tomorrow, mm. you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, we'll send, we'll, we'll put a photo, yeah, we'll put a photo up with the podcast, eh? Yep, Alongside I'm off of pod- to,
2: um, I'm off to email Dave Tanner uh, now and tell him that Carl didn't like any of your trucks and he wouldn't, have chosen, <laughs> uh, wouldn't have chosen any of those to bring home. And uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, very sorry about that. Stay tuned on the uh, keep on moving. Uh, podcast, we've got the interview with Daniel Esi coming up, we've got the interview with Bruce Hay coming up and if you're in business, if you're in trucking business, especially small to medium sized businesses stay very tuned because from uh, the New Zealand Trucking Association we've got John Sansom talking about their new harm free uh, uh, program that they've got for operators to help streamline the mire of compliance around health, safety and well being, so mm-hmm. keep a tune to that, it's a great tool, so Stay tuned, keep on enjoying.
1: Fantastic. Awesome. All right, catch you next month. This is another Trucking Radio 24-7 podcast in association with New Zealand Trucking Magazine.
2: Hi, I'm Dave McCoy, uh, New Zealand Trucking Media, Keep On Moving podcast, Trucking Radio 24-7, and we're at the Model Barn in Aoronga on the Haraki Plains uh, of uh, New Zealand, and it's a big day at the Model Barn. It has been people everywhere, there's been gold kenworths everywhere. Uh, It's another launch day uh, in New Zealand for a Drake diecast collectible, and the news is out, it's been on Facebook, it was the John Lockley T900 legend the Cab, and it's the uh, second Drake released this week in New Zealand. Earlier in the week, we had the Reddington K200 2.8-metre uh, cab. That, uh, and, of course, in New Zealand for the week is uh, the man himself, Bruce Hay, from the collectibles Walls Division of... Uh Drake and Bruce is known around the world as the face of die-cast collectibles at at Drake. He is the man who makes the uh, blood run quicker and the pulse quicken amongst the trucking fraternity of people and probably makes... Wives, uh, girlfriends, husbands, partners feel a bit a li- bit like the second rung on the ladder. Sometimes I think I think you're responsible for some robust conversations in households around around the world. Uh, welcome to Trucking Media, Bruce, and welcome to the Model Barn today.
5: Thanks very much for having me here. Yeah, I I often get told that I, I cause more divorces than the, the barmaid at the local pub sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But um, okay, so if we go back. Let's go back to 1958. We've got a mechanical and electrical engineer, uh, Colin Drake, that started Drake Trailers uh, in Australia. And in the succeeding 65 years, they've become a a household name, particularly in Australasian uh, transport heavy haulage circles for the product. But in 2009, I think it was, uh, the idea came for... um, uh, a collectibles diecast division as a result of pressure from enthusiasts and customers as I understand.
5: Yeah look we, we had a lot of heavy haulage customers that collect, or well, collected diecast in bits and pieces but you could never get anything that was proper Australian you had to get a US version or a, or a European version or something and many of them said that you know a Drake model would be really great and at that stage I was a special projects manager at Drake and and the diecast collector. And John Drake said, you know, what do you reckon? Let's, let's look around and, and see if we can find somebody to make us a model. So suddenly I was getting paid to look on all those websites that I wasn't supposed to be looking at during <laughs> working hours.
2: All of a sudden you were paid to do it.
5: Yeah. I thought, oh, you, <laughs> you beauty. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And so John is the grandson or the son of the founder?
5: John is the son of, of the founder. Cole Drake was, was first generation mm-hmm. and then uh, John joined the company. Yep. and uh, at present there's uh, Sam Drake and and Maggie Drake or Maggie Nielsen, yep. which are third generation at, at Drake itself. So in, at, in charge of the Drake Group, so it's a it's a group of companies.
2: So how many um, how many uh, years had you been at the company when when all of a sudden the door opened and the, he gave you the dream job?
5: Well, well I uh, I worked for uh, an engineering company that John Drake bought in '94. Oh, oh yep, yep. So. Uh, Sort of a, officially, last year they had my 40th anniversary right, for Drake, but it was a bit of a, a paperwork sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, John Drake's been my boss since 94, um, and uh, I managed a company that he owned, and then he moved that on, and I moved into into Drake about 2006, but um, I'm sort of a, a fiddle welder by trade, and I guess I uh, I pulled my first Drake trailer apart for repairs about, uh, 88, 89, so uh, lost a lot of skin on them over those years.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in today, do you, your days of, of doing the special projects work for the real, for the heavy trailers, is, are you totally committed to the to the collectibles division? Yeah, look,
5: about um, 2010, 2011, I uh, uh, headed up the, the collectibles division, uh, it has three full-time employees that I look after wow. and um, and two sort of part-time ones that work with us as far as photographs and media and videos and and things of that nature. So um, we never set out to become that manufacturer. We found a, a company in the US that we funded, and made our first, first model for us, but then uh, when the second one was coming along, there was a few gaps started to appear and they were having a bit of financial problems, which was the, the go in the US around that time. So uh, John said to me, hey, you better get your paperwork in order and uh, and head over to Asia there where our tooling is and see if we can sort that out. And uh, that's how it sort of evolved from there. I put together a business plan and uh, you've to told me all these years later that, you know, uh, we'd have the most popular truck model in the world with a cabinet full of awards and recognition for for quality product, and uh, I'd be sitting at a desk in New Zealand talking about it. I've, I would have wouldn't have believed you, you know.
2: Absolutely, and that <laughs> and that sort of leads me on to my next the next next question. It's like when that well, the very first model, the very first model was what the first original model. The very white. first
5: one was uh, uh it was a Kenworth T nine hundred eight. Yep. And the the Drake hundred tonner, the four yep. by eight, four yep. by eight trailer with the two by eight dolly. Yep,
2: yep. Which is Yep, I've, yep, I've got that one. That's what i with the with the Drake riding on the door. Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, sweet. So when I was, and you've just answered the question really, but like when you when that first appeared, you couldn't have possibly thought of where the tentacles where it would take you. No, because no. it's taken you around the world, hasn't it?
5: But it has, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably very fortunate like that uh, they say if you enjoy what you do you never work a day in your life tell me
2: about that I know yeah. that story yeah yeah
5: and uh, yeah I, I enjoy what I do so
2: yep and of course you like you said you were a collector yourself and you were the special projects guy so you were talk about the right man in the right place at the right time
5: yeah I, I guess when you, when you look at it people often say to me how, how did this come about um, how, how do you do all this and and I think well uh, I'm a diecast collector so that's got that covered yeah um, I've built, repaired, fixed these trailers uh, of AutoCAD. So that's the design and the technical side of it. And, um, yeah, John Drake sent me off to a, a, the diploma and Business Management with a bit of marketing. So that, that three pieces come together. So when, when I looked at this um, to set the, the business plan together, I thought, well, what do we need here? What what would I like to have uh, as a diecast collector? This is what I want as Drake Trailers. Um producing a model for an OEM, this is what I'd like. And then on the other side of that, the people we make models for, what do they want to get out of it? That's why we do things a lot differently to most other companies throughout the world. When we release a model, we like to engage the owner of the truck because the um, the owners of these trucks to the collector of that product, that's a bit like Craig Lowndes or Van Gisbergen or someone who collects V8 supercars. Yes,
2: yes, 100%.
5: And so they like to hear the background, the stories behind it, what you can carry on this as a load. Like, with a V8 supercar, they want to know the horsepower and how quick it can go. They want to know how much weight you can put on the back of this trailer and do it. Yes. And what also makes Drake very unique is we're the only OEM, original equipment manufacturer in the world, that make our own diecast. cast. Nobody yes. else does.
2: So that leads me to the question, and it, he, he must be quite visionary, because, like, you could have run a big trailer building workshop or a, or a... Whatever it is, you know, like you did, or did, and people could come in the door and say, "Oh, you should build a, we should, you should build a model of this. You should build a, you know, I'd love a model of this." And blah blah blah. But w- was it John? Dra- was it John Drake that said, "Yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's the visionary moment. Let's give, let's give this a go and see where it leads."
5: Yeah. Look, uh, we sort of had a few discussions, and then he went overseas to uh, to Bahama, the machinery show. Right. And he could see over there that um, uh, there was. Other trailer models and bits and pieces and that, and he thought, you know, this is this is probably it. And we come back and we had a discussion. And he said, "What do you think?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, I reckon we could we could do something here. Let's let's give it a go." We all always sort of thought, you know, it'd be great if it took off, and um, and ended up sort of being what it is, being what <laughs> it is, or <laughs> yeah. or something like what it was. You know, yeah. we, we never we never imagined it would become such the monster. I guess that it, that it has become monster in the good way.
2: Yeah, well, that's interesting you say that because, like, from okay, let's look at it from my perspective. Like, let's look at it from the outside truck foaming enthusiast propeller head, right? The the when was the decision made? At what point did you make the decision? Because when you see your first one, and and when you like, it's really interesting because like, there's kids growing up now who will only ever grow up with Drake models in their life. They'll be there, but for us in, in our age group who came from nothing to plastic models that you assemble yourself, to the very first sort of inklings of you know, die-cast or cast-iron little models and that. But then it's that whole thing of, you know, it, I suppose Drake Models for me is very much like a Hill Street Blues moment on television. Like, it changed the bar for acting. You know, when Hill Street Blues come along, it was a completely different cop show, like nothing else that had ever been before. When Drake Models turned up, you looked at it and you were like, good God, look at the detail, look at the thing. It's like a miniature T908 Kenworth, like it's it's perfect, you know. And so when did this, was the decision made to say, if we're going to do this, let, let's make it the most, let's not just do a rough representation of something, let, let's make this thing as good as you can possibly get it in that
5: scale. It, it sort of virtually come from, from the beginning. We looked at uh, what our options were, what our scales were, so 150 scale is is the construction, mining, crane scale throughout the world. We build low loaders. That fits on there. So, um, you know, Drake Low Loaders is renowned throughout the world as a quality product. And if you're going to promote a quality product, you'd, you'd like to do that with a, with a quality item. Yeah. To reflect that. So that was why we sort of set the benchmark fairly high. Um, we set out just to make a trailer, to put it with a with a truck, but then there was no Aussie trucks out there. So that's that's how the, the approach towards Kenworth come around, and uh, next thing we were, we were making truck models and selling them to Kenworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we sort of did that, we looked at it, and once again, what would you like to see, what does he want to see, and what does our end customer want? You know, they, they want to promote their branding with a quality product. So that was how that come about, and we also thought, well... Um, if this is become popular and some of the overseas manufacturers want to look at this and look at the Australian market, let's set the bar fairly high, so it's a fair hurdle for them to catch.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna create competition, make it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So with the Kenworth, uh, the thing, the Packard involvement, like were they, was that just an instant yes when you went to them? Did they, they say, yeah, shit, we're into this?
5: Well, look, it was a bit funny because I sort of chased the bloke a fair bit, and. Um, uh, I eventually got him on the phone uh, after some emails and bits and pieces. And he said, "Look, I don't, I don't mean to be rude." He said, "But I get people contact me all the time wanting to make models of our product. But as soon as they find out how many they're going to make and what the cost is going to be, um, you, you never hear from them again." And um, I, I said to him, "Well, look, mate, um, have you ever heard of Drake trailers?" And he said, "Well, no, I haven't actually." And I said, "Okay." I said, "Have you got a Kenworth calendar on your wall?" And he said, "Yeah." I said. Look at March, May, <laughs> November, December. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, I know what it's going to cost. I'm prepared to pay this. I want a commitment from you, from an agreement, and, and you know, you'll stock them in the stores. Or and he says, Are you? You're serious, aren't you? I said, Yeah. At the moment, you're wasting my time.
2: Oh, great answer. Oh, I love
5: it. <laughs> and, uh, and he said to me, I'll ring you back in 10 minutes. And he rang me back and said, look, I'm so sorry, but we do get all these people yeah. and, and we're busy and it's just a time waste. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. And um, that was about 2008, 2009 yeah, yeah.
2: and um, yeah. So do you ever talk to that guy now this far down the journey and say, remember that and now look?
5: Yeah, <laughs> look, he, he retired uh, not so long back. But uh, we often joked about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I often say to him, oh, look, and you nearly let this this opportunity <laughs> <be> slip through <laughs> your fingers. Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, stop yeah. reminding me about that. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're really good and supportive, Kenworth, in, uh, in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. I, I've got a good team I work with there. The marketing bloke's good. The engineering bloke is good. And... Uh, well yeah, the thing that, is you've
3: yeah. got
2: cred on the street now. Yeah. Isn't it? Like when you turn up mm. and say we want to do this they're like yeah we're all ears. Yeah. Isn't it? You yeah. know, it's like a guy that buys 100 real ones, isn't it? When he yeah, yeah. it's a difference from when he wants to buy the 101st one to when he wants to buy the very first one, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, 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 interesting. Is we turn 180 degrees and look at it back the other way because so far we've looked from Drake Heavy Haulage trailers out into the models. Mm-hmm. It, has there been any sort of measurable, probably hard to do, like measurable when Drake looked back in, from the has the models had a, any sort of direct uh, influence on the, the brand, the, the reputation, the marketing? Has the models been a fantastic marketing
5: tool for the real trailers? Look, it, it, it has been. Because it is such a high quality, when you gift that to someone, whether, whether we give it to one of our customers or our customers that we do models for give it to their customers, it's of such a level of quality that it stays on a desk – it stays in an office, in a foyer. It doesn't go home to the sandpit. Yeah, yeah. So when it's presented there, it's got everybody's names on it and all the rest of it. And uh, amongst, I suppose, some of the Drake customers, it's it's a, a, a bit of a thing that you haven't made it in the heavy haulage game until Bruce has made your model. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, when yeah. there's
5: a die-cast model of your truck, then come and see me. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bit of banter about a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And look, I've heard of a, a few occasions where the... Uh, the salesman will ring me up and he'll say, hey, listen, i got such and such here, and um, he's about ready to sign an order, but you know what would get him across the uh, across the line? <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we, we, can, I, do we can do that for him. We can do that for him, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
2: uh, John and Irene Lockley, and uh, uh, now in an exclusive club of, yep, yep you can come in the door because you've got a, a Drake model in yeah, the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh. a
5: bit like um, if you haven't got a model of your truck, mate, you're just a moped driver amongst the Harley-lots, <laughs>
2: you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's up. And how far, like, they go to all corners of the world? Uh, you, there's Drake models on shelves from bloody Canada to Greenland to South Africa to...
5: Yeah. I know um, there's plenty in New Zealand. Look, look, a funny story, John Drake, like the, the current MD, was in Canada, and he went to a trailer manufacturer because they were looking at a special purpose um, trailer product, yep. and when he walked into the uh, into the meeting room and all the rest of it, at the end on the buffet was a Drake model.
2: Far out! Uh, so it?
5: I've heard all sorts of stories uh, about that. Um, one of our other customers was in was in France, yeah, on a bus, yeah, and there was a bloke next to him with a kid, and they had a product, and he was looking at it, and he looked like that, and uh, they opened it up, and it was his model. This model from oh, Brisbane, and he was in scenario. France on holidays.
2: Hey, did he offer to autograph <clears throat> the box? <laughs>
5: <laughs> some of them a bit like that.
2: That but must be quite <clears throat> make you quite chuffed when that happens. Well, hey? it is.
5: You know, they ring you up and say, "Hey, you, you won't believe this." And look, some of them like twenty five percent, thirty percent of what we make um, never comes to Australia. It goes straight from the factory to Europe, US, stays in Asia. Um, obviously, we ship into here and into, into New Zealand, and. Um, and also a little bit into into Japan and, and a few other areas. Yep. But our distributor in, in sort of Asia looks after Thailand and a, a few of those other areas. So drakes are, are to be found far and wide. Um, it's it's a bit uh, – it's interesting. Like I'll go to Europe every year for the toy fair, apart from the couple of years of COVID, and, uh, or our distributor. We've got a large distributor in Holland, WSI Models. Yep. And uh, last year I, I went over there for their big – truck show they have down there, and um, I was on their stand talking to people and and all the rest of it. uh, Like a funny story, which happens a few times, is um, I'll be talking to someone, and they might have a a, a memory transport shirt on, and they're talking about, oh, I love love memory transport, the the models, the colours, and all the rest of it, And, and a few times I've gone, just hang on a minute, and I've handed them my phone. And uh, he goes, Well this I said it's for you. And he says, Who is it? I said it's Craig Memory, wants to say hello. Um,
2: Far out. Yeah, and, yeah. And
5: their they hands shake, you yeah, know, yeah. suddenly that person is is there yeah. talking to him. Yeah, yeah, so I've yeah. I've done yeah. that with, with um, you know, Craig Memory or Warwick Doolan or um old mate of mine, Yogi, yeah. from Kendall Trucking. Yeah, yeah, done yeah. Done that a couple of times. Yeah the look on some kid's face when he's talking to Isn't that to is, Yogi. You know, oh. that's 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 and well I can
2: I can imagine how the other end's talking to the kid when yeah. it's when it's Ken when it's Yogi, you know, yeah. like far out. You get excited when he rings you when you're 57. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> so, is there any? Uh, so, obviously, you talked about the WSI and the distributorships and that. There's mm-hmm. collaboration goes on between certain model. Yes, model with um,
5: with WSI, they they take our products into uh, into Europe. They look after that. We bring their products into Australia. Um, They've got a lot of cranes, so we do a lot of cranes mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some Volvo's, some some Euro trucks. We do, and we also do some models together. Um, yeah, you know, we've made models for Mammut with their truck, our trailer, mm-hmm. and, and and a few others, um, which are which are coming in the in the future. Yep, yep. But,
2: um, so, is the for, is the is the plan forward looking? What I mean by that is is like the interesting thing with Drake is it started with a trailer. And then you added a truck, mm-hmm. which is pretty much, you know, start, yep. You know, is there any thoughts? Has there been any discussion about, say, like going back, doing like a, a, a heritage trailer, and then doing like a W model, or a, or a, and you know, going back into like a mm-hmm. '60s model, and then a '50. You know, like a, the company's long history; it's got yeah. a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Like, has there been any thoughts of going backwards in time with the models, or is it all forward facing? <laughs> Excuse
5: me. Look, it's at, at present it's a bit. Forward facing, um, we've got license agreements in place, obviously with with Drake, with Boxloader, Ophi, mm-hmm. Packer, a Mac, Volvo, uh, Freighter, Maxi Cube, Lusty MX, Hemalex, White, AsmaB, for for other trailers. So mm-hmm. we're sort of focused mainly going forward in the market, but however, with our Mac license, um, we do have a, a range of old trucks yep. in there as well. We have made the uh, The the first release of the Bicentennial Superliners. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. The 88 trucks, which which won Best diecast Model of the Year in 2021 throughout the world. Um, That was a very rewarding project, I suppose. If if you look at a new truck, um, Kenworth or Mac give you drawings and you do 3D things. That that truck come off my tape measure, um, some sketches, because back in 1988 or 86, when they were making those trucks, there was no 3D drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, two Ds. There was nice detailed drawings of light brackets, but you know, it didn't have a drawing of the bonnet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was all molds. It was all molds. The yeah. bicentennial super superliner bunk was a special bunk only made. Seventeen were made. Sixteen put on trucks. Yeah. And then after that, the the tooling, the the molds were destroyed. So, yeah, I'd, I'd get on get on the plane going to factory with a cardboard template folded up in my
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. to,
5: to get the shape, you know. So That's awesome. That's that was that was good there. But yeah. we we might slip back a little bit. Um we've we've dumbed down a little bit of our tooling to make a an old style. If you look at the swing wing, the swing wings come about in about sixty nine. Yep. Um and uh they were basically three axle open deck sort of things, no tie carriers. They had a big bulky gooseneck on them. So we've We've dumbed them back a little bit to make sort of a period trailer yep. a couple of times. Yep. But look, you never know what will come forward in the future.
2: No, you never know. I mean, the, the skies. I mean, the history is the limit forward and back, yep. isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Look, it's been fantastic talking to you. In closing, are there any uh, are there any uh, tidbits or watch the spaces you can sa- save your money because there's something <clears> big just around the corner you can uh, you can share with the listeners without sharing too much with the listeners. Look,
5: <coughs> we've always got. Something um, good and exciting coming. Yeah. Uh, we've got some some new tooling in development with the, with the SAR Legend. Yep. A uh, an Ophi cattle crate. Um, we own O Fee. in the eighties and nineties yep. cattle crates. Yep. So that's a that's a good addition to our fleet. Yep. Um, especially for like, behind the bicentennial trucks. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, And the, with with the bicentennials also you've got the we've got the series one, series two superliners. Um, day cab, sleeper cab, you know, flat top, and all the rest. So all that all that'll come. But uh, we have some some new company liveries coming in. Cool. A lot more Australian General Freight ones. Yeah. And of course, after today, a couple of Kiwi ones coming along. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so be,
2: you're obviously a great. Uh, Drake Collectibles are actually a great supporter of the construction industry because everyone's going to need to add another two meters onto the man cave just yeah. to, to keep up to, to keep to keep pace. Do, what's the biggest collection that you know of, like outside of the company's archive? That I suppose you've got one of everything you've ever made yeah. in the in the vault. But what's your, what numbers numbers wise? What like what's some of the biggest private numbers that you've heard?
5: Well, there's there's a few people out there who are on the uh, on the trail. They want one of everything at least. That we've produced. Pre-ordered.
2: If you produce it, send me one. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll hunt them down. Um, some of the original first releases go for obscene money. Right. Um, you know, crazy sort of money. And what we also do is we do what's called private label manufacturing. Yep. A little bit like we've, what we've done for, for Jeremy here. Yep. Uh, he orders them. We sell them to him. He sells them on. Yep. But there's also a few transport companies out there that we've supplied them to and they never went to the retail market. Yep. Um, they've, they've just been for uh, corporate gifts, uh, for good customers, for events, anniversaries, things like that. So that's, that's the Holy Grail ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A,
5: there's a few of them out there. I did see on an auction page one that went to New Guinea for Mapai Transport come up and um, it sold for, like it was a $200 model in... 2012 and sold for nearly six and a half thousand dollars
3: good
2: grief
5: really yeah yeah amazing the crazy thing is like i had 200 of them and i only kept one for myself
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's the ferrari Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) hey look really appreciate your time we know you're incredibly busy you're here there and everywhere doing releases and promoting the product and you do a marvelous job of promoting the product by the way you are the face of of drake collectibles and the, the happy collecting phrases, echoes around the world, um, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the time to give us a chat about the history and the models and the Drake collectibles. And can you end the, uh, can you end the interview with the famous Bruce Hay catchphrase? <laughs> I'll leave it up to you in three, two, one, you go. Okay.
5: Well, that's about all we've got time for today, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm Bruce Hay. Until next time, happy collecting.
1: Thank you, Dave. More Dave in a moment. Uh, This is the Keep On Moving podcast in association with New Zealand Trucking Magazine. And if you'd like a copy of New Zealand Trucking Magazine, even better, if you would like a yearly subscription, all you have to do is call 0800-Truck-MAG. That's 0800-878-256. It is the trucking bible in this country.
2: If you haven't heard of him, then you possibly should be, or you've been living on another planet, but uh, YouTube social media uh, sensation uh, out of England, uh, Daniel Luisi, better known as Asheville Aggregates. And uh, I've got him live on the uh, podcasting machine here for a talk and uh, welcome to New Zealand Trucking Media, Daniel.
6: Thank you for having me. What an honor to be here. And what great pronunciation of my surname! <laughs> Look,
2: I've got ten <laughs> out of ten before we even start. Okay, for those of you that don't know, for those of you that have been on a different planet. So, Daniel, uh, you're a builder by trade. You're originally, you're
6: a chippy. Um, um, originally, um, my company's construction company. Yep. Um, working on refurbishments, basements, loft conversions, extensions, and around 2012. We couldn't get the service for waste management and supply material. Bought our first truck. I drove the truck myself. We bought a grab lorry, eight before grab lorry. It was a DAF CF-85 with an Epsilon um, 120 crane on it. I did it all myself. Took away the earth from the basement digs and supplied our construction projects with material. Um, Went from strength to strength, as in we didn't get any basement digs for two years, but that forced me to go out to people who I used to tender against, and then we began to provide um, truck services and waste management and aggregate supply as a separate business away from construction, so the two grew individually.
2: Fantastic, and and somewhere in the mix, somewhere along the line, you decided to involve social media in your uh, in your transport journey, or was that also in your building journey? Did you did you trans did you just transfer from one to the other or was that very much a transport thing?
6: Um, it was It was a bit of both. Um, the, the two, the two I, I look at and handle the two uh, separately. The construction we've been doing for a longer period of time and um, media with our construction projects, I, I kind of wanted to showcase the how-to and our finished projects. Like this is a project we finished, this is how we did it, uh, these are some of our clients very proud of, you know, our end product and the work we've done with regarding the, the transport, waste management and our concrete and all those services. Um, that industry is a bit harder to get into. And a lot of our competition are like third generation. So I wanted to showcase what we did and people to know who we were. So that was kind of uh, one I was showcasing what we did and the other one I was more trying to get our name out there. This is what we can do. Um, These are uh, the resources we have to hand. This is the this is the all round around turnkey construction service, construction supply service that we can supply to other construction companies, not just to our construction company.
2: Right, excellent. And so just to give you some idea, um, Kiwis that are listening, so that last stats, the 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 uh, uh, Asheville Aggregates YouTube channel, we've got uh, 460,000 subscribers. We've right. got 65 million hours of viewing, and that equates to 7,420 uh, years worth of, worth of viewing. This guy is hugely popular. And there'll be lots of I know there's people out there who I've who I've said that I'm going to interview Daniel are already across. And uh, but if you're not, it's great viewing. You said in your interview with Will Shires when when Will talked to you about oh people get a bit of humor out of it, but I don't really see where that is. But if you're, like, you watch the videos, there's all you do things all the time, like that real professional flyover of the drone across the fleet, and then it just flies into a tree, and then there's pictures of you sleeping yeah, in a I sleeper mean, cab, cudd- <laughs> cuddling your tip truck, and like you do inject yeah. funny stuff into the videos.
6: I I, I I try to share the entire journey, the good and the bad. <laughs> I feel that on social me, uh, yeah, on on social media a lot of the time. Um, it's all about people showing it's so great, I'm so great, we're the best company. Very corporate. Nothing ever goes wrong. Um, I made a conscious decision to share the good with the bad, the ups and the downs. Like for instance, we did we did crash the drone. What's the problem with showing that we crashed the drone? You know, there's no problem. We did crash the drone. What a problem? No problem. We'll get some new propellers for it and we'll put it and we'll put it up again. So yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's great shows the reality of life like sometimes you've 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 got tongue tied and you just you just spit it out and start again and say forget about that and you know go to open the passenger door of the truck and it's locked you know and just awesome yep. awesome funny stuff like it's just real life stuff that that uh, really goes down or oh, really tickles my fancy uh, anyway for those of you that are listening that have heard Daniel speak about the fleet already and the original cf85 def which is a truck hugely familiar to us out here um, but he talked about a grab now what that is if you don't know that the English trucking scene and the in the municipal tip sort of market it's uh it's a uh, it's got a like a clamshell crane uh, on the back of it like a you know like a hiab or a palfinger or whatever and it's got a grab and it unloads and loads itself do, do, do they tip as well what you call a grab is that a tip truck as well
6: yeah, tip trucks as well. It's um, it's on. Well, I, I we I use them on 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 two chassis. I use them on a on a four by two chassis to get into those tight muse jobs in central London. But the majority of them are on an eight 4 chassis. The body tips. It's very similar to a tipper, except the body is a bit smaller and the space behind the cab. Um, where the body would um, would m- would go all the way to on a tipper, a bit smaller, and the crane fits there, bolted to the chassis.
2: And you use that to like de- deliver sites and pick up stuff, or yeah,
6: we well you, well you, we we use it to we use it to take waste away. Uh, we use it to supply material, and um, I I try to find um, I try to find multiple uses for it. So I have fitted quick hitches on on mine as well. So I often put um, bulk bags of material in the back and the lads will put the bucket in the back. They like hold, you know, two hydraulic quick hitches, take it off and then attach a hook and then deliver bags as well. So uh, some people have um, an attachment, what they can put on it so they can deliver pallets of um, breeze blocks as well. So they're very versatile bits of kit.
2: Yep. Yep. So as we sit here in 2023, what's the makeup of the fleet? What's the size of the fleet? How's that put you on the spot? (laughs)
6: <laughs> okay, the fleet is um, currently the fleet is of trucks is thirty one, and I have another, I have another four tipper trucks on the way. So um, the l- latest one I bought was a brand new eight before Volvo. Um, I believe I think it is it a four to, I think it's a four twenty uh, Volvo tipper with a Thomson body on the back of it. And I have another four identical ones coming to us. And the makeup of the fleet is going to be. Let me see if I am terrible at remembering this. The makeup of the fleet is going to be 28 before tippers, um, four eight before grabs, one four by two grab, two four by two skip lorries, uh, one four by two pump lorry, uh, five um, eight before um, upgraded chassis uh, volumetric concrete lorries. Um, Oh Jesus. where Oh yeah. One roll on, roll off eight, by two with a crane crane on it. Um, Oh,
3: what, what is it? What is
6: it? Uh, one road sweeper. <laughs> oh, we're going to road sweep it. Yep. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got a little, we got a little daft, uh, road, road, road sweeper as well. I'm trying to remember. I think, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's, I think Do we uh, have the,
2: did we have the artics in there?
6: No, the Arctic's are gone now. Oh, are they? One of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. I was, um, I was uh, how can I say, I was, uh, I was looking at, at pounds and pence and spreadsheets as opposed to day-to-day practicality. And on a whim, the, um, the Arctic tractor units and tipping bodies they went to auction and they fetch really good money. But now I look around, I can't replace them for the same money that I sold them for. So big mistake.
2: So just touch on um, eight before eight, but two roll on roll off. What was it? Roll on roll off. What, fill fill yeah, us in yeah.
6: on it. So, that. Ba- so, so ba- basically whenever I'm venturing or diversifying into a new field, we started to do roll on roll off bins. Oh, yeah. And oh, yep. we oh. want, yeah. And we went, and we went into plant hire. So, I needed a lorry with a flatbed, but I no longer had the Arctic. But and I wanted to deliver um, bags of material on it. But at the same time, we wanted to start doing the roll-off, roll-off bins. So, and then that lorry needed to get into tight jobs I- in London. So rather than ordering an eight before, I ordered an eight by two because it had it can it has that bit better steer on it and yep. that bit better control with air suspension on it. And so I put a flatbed on, and I can deliver anything up to a 13-ton machine, or I can deliver loads of um, bulk bags, and I have the crane on the back of it to offload. I can also provide people with haulage to deliver their dumpers, and you know, the lorry runs around all day delivering formwork, collecting pipes, or I can drop the flatbed off it and then I can just hook a bin or a container onto the back of it again I can get about 13 13 and a half 14 ton on the back of it so it's a very versatile lorry that runs around all day doing bits
2: right so you, so your 8 wheeler truck and your, your GCM in England is what 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 can you what can you put on what what's your GCM for that truck like what can it gross at um
6: um on that that one that that one can gross at 32 ton but the the, the tipper's 32-tonne, the 8 before grab's 32-tonne, but the volumetric 8 before's they've got upgraded chassis. Now, the design weight of the chassis with the Volvos is 44-tonne, with the Scania's is 43-tonne. However, the law changed in England, and they brought us down to 38.5-tonne with those.
2: Ah, oh, okay. So a volumetric uh, concrete truck, for those, anyone wondering, is they're really cool. So they're like, uh, if you can imagine a big... Oh, if you can imagine like something that looks like a giant fur spreader and it but it's got multiple bays and you put the water and the aggregate and the um and the yep. builders mix in the cement and, and it mixes it on site by demand. So Daniel or one of his crew will go up, they'll tap into the computer, we want this grade of concrete, this mix, this slump, all that sort of stuff. And the truck bursts into life and out the chute comes exactly that in any amount you want. So if a man says, I want half a meter of Blah de blah, then they turn up with the volumetric truck loaded and it just spits out half a meter of that.
6: Yeah, yeah. Pretty much pretty much the, it varies between the trucks, but probably the biggest one in the fleet can hold four ton of cement, uh two thousand two hundred litres of water, and sand and stone, um, and sand and stone mixes, and we can do anything from like a, a C ten or C C ten curb mix all the way up to like a C50, depending on what they want. Obviously, the higher the mix, the more cement that's going to be used. And once you run out of cement, that's it. Back to the depot to reload. That's
2: it. Back to the depot to reload. Fascinating. So I noticed looking at the trucks on YouTube, I haven't seen a tip trailer yet being towed by any of the trucks. What's the, what's the story there? Well, I can double your productivity the, overnight.
6: <laughs> the, the, the what, sorry? The...
2: A trailer, like a pool trailer behind the truck. Like for the, oh, the, the
6: tra- as in the tipping trailers. Yep, which look, for the arctics we're talking about. No,
2: no, like for the rigid's rigid and a full and a tipping dog trailer, like a pull behind drawbar trailer.
6: We don't have one. Right. Yeah, we do. We don't. We don't have one at the moment. However, the the eight by two, the eight by two has the capability to um, to put to pull. Uh, I, I spec it new from Scania, with the capability to 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 attach and pull a trailer behind. And normally, when I spec an eight before, the ones that come out of Scania before they were a four ten. However, that eight by two is a four fifty. Right. So it's got that that extra bit of grunt in it.
2: Right. Right. Excellent. And um, so, talking about models and makes, like, is there a preference? Do we have a preference here for the for the listeners? Those that watch you will know, but those that those that are about oh, I- to.
6: I, 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 I started with DAF, and I'm now Volvo or Scania. Right. And
2: the reason for that being?
6: Uh, um, right. I, I find, hmm, with if, if the truck was based on the road, just on the road, and we didn't have to go out of rough sites and landfills, and it, it wasn't rough work. I would say you can pretty much use any truck on the road. But once you start to go into rough construction sites and tipping, I just feel like the Volvo's and Scania's are that bit more robust. I just, I, I, I haven't had fantastic experiences with DAFs on an 8x4 chassis, which are going in and out of landfill and going onto construction sites. I just, the Volvo's and Scania's are that bit more, they, they, they can put up with a bit more, I won't say abuse, but I'll say rough work.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. So that new Volvo that's coming that you were talking about, the is that one of the ones that you flew to have a look at and you had a walk around and pointed at and yeah. sat in and all of that stuff?
6: Yeah, that's that's one of the ones. It it was it was near identical to a spec that I would order. The only thing that didn't it didn't have on it. If I'm ordering new from factory, uh, we can now order. I know Scania are doing it. You can order breathalysers on the truck. Oh, so yeah. So in the morning, for, yeah, order breathalysers on the truck. The the eight x two. Um, the 8x2 roll-on, roll-off crane lorry has a uh, a breathalyzer on it as well. And something else I also order on all the trucks now is the emergency braking. Right, yep, yep. So if, if I'm ordering from factory, I will order emergency braking as well.
2: So is it still an option over there not to?
6: It's still an option not to, yes.
2: Oh, okay, excellent. Right, okay, right. That's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, so... We might as well stick with clean air while we're talking about clean air, as in the breathalysers on the um, – how's the, the increase? So obviously, London's a big part of your work. London a, a, yep. is a big part of your work. How's the increase in the Ule's zone that's just happened recently? Has that impacted you at all in any way, or is that a pain in the ass or what?
6: It, it has impacted me, but it impacted me a couple of years back. So originally, due to my resources when I started doing trucks, I used to buy older trucks and maintain them anything which was a euro 3 euro 4 euro 5 buy them maintain them keep on top of them you know buy them outright because i had the resources to do so but when they brought the ultra low emission zones in that was the point where i had to say right i can't do this anymore and then i started to buy brand new um euro 6 lorries and finance them now that was a good few years ago because um a lot of the first brand new Euro six tippers I bought came off fi- some came off finance last year like month by month they come off finance now. So it did affect us but that was years back right like four, five like four or five years back and now now it's the new norm.
2: Right. Okay. And again, for listeners in New Zealand that are listening, the ULEZ stands for Ultra Low Emission Zone in London. If you've read Will's columns, you would know all about the ULEZ zone, and they've got what's well, got to be Euro six. It's got to have big glass in the passenger door, so it's got to have side. Yeah, it's it's because, got to have side
6: protectors. Yeah. They, they want a minimum of three star vision when you go into central London because it's so busy and congested. So it's Euro six. Uh, you can have a glass door, what we call a London door, uh, for obvious reasons. You need to have a side scan. Uh, you need to have um, a speaker on the side that is triggered when you when you um, flick your indicator. Warning: vehicle turning left. You need to have white noise um, for when reversing. I won't do my impression of white noise. None of, none of you want to hear that. <laughs> um, and yeah, ju- and you need to have a curbside mirror and the front mirror on the truck as well, you need to have the cyclist rails, as we call them, the rails which basically stop on the chassis. um, Anything bolted onto the chassis, if there's a gap in between it, you need to fit the cyclist rails, and the cyclist rails can't be more than 500 mil from ground level.
2: Can't be more. Okay, right. Yep, yep. So So, when you say...
6: From the bottom of your cyclist rail, 500 mil to the ground.
2: So when you say a speaker on the side of the truck, like you mean it literally says... Like it actually says truck.
6: Yeah, yeah. When, 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 any, whenever we're doing a left here, flick it, and the truck says, "Caution, vehicle turning left." Caution, vehicle turning left.
2: But they've all got their Apple earbuds and listening to music at 300 decibels. None of them can hear it saying. No,
6: that. no, they can't do that. No, but... we ain't having that. <laughs> You're not allowed. That, that, that's a definite no-no here. You can't. You, you can wear a Bluetooth um, earpiece but you cannot drive around here wearing headphones. And when I spec the trucks, I spec them all with sat-nav, Bluetooth, aircon. I try to put all the comforts in it that people don't need to, you know, they, they've got a sound system. They can, they've got, there's Apple Car, there's CarPlay. You yeah, know, yeah. they can connect any phone they have, so they don't need to do that.
2: I was talking I was talking about the cyclists that's supposed to be hearing the truck. You know, it's them that'll have the earbuds. Oh, up.
6: there, yeah. Well, well, on that, I can't comment. Men, but I can yeah. tell you that we're we're doing everything in our power to keep safe. <laughs> hey, just while you're there,
2: like, is it driving a, a eight before heavy truck through London? Is that is that a real mission? Like, is it a narrow, hideous, tight, horrible place? And when the truck disappears in there with a load, is it lost for six hours, sort of thing?
6: It, it is one of the cases of how long is a piece of string. You you can go in there and get in and out of Central in an hour and a half or you could go down there and get stuck there the entire day it's a, and you have to try and price accordingly but at the same time you're trying to be competitive that's that's the problem with going into central london it like you you do not know what you're going to get on any given day when they start to put temporary lights up and start to do roadworks some of the work we actually just have to say no sorry like we can't do it or price it accordingly that if we run around just out, um, outside of central London and a truck is doing five or six loads a day going into central London, you may just accept that you're going to – you have, might have to accept you're going to do two. So what we try to do is schedule the work. So if we need to do 10 load out of central, we would probably say everybody out the yard at quarter past six, go down to the job in central first thing and beat the traffic because the construction site open at um, eight o'clock. At 7 o'clock, everybody parks outside, turns off your engines, no idling because the neighbours won't be happy if they can hear 10 diesel engines idling. Wait for 8 o'clock, get in, get 10 loads out, and don't go back for the rest of the day, and then do the local work back near the depot afterwards. So we try to plan it and schedule it accordingly.
2: So when they're coming out, they're going against the traffic so they
6: can get out? Sort yes. Of, yeah. We, yeah. We try. Yeah, it's a – it's. A, have, you, have you ever been to New Zealand? You haven't been out here yet? I'm, I haven't been fortunate enough yet.
2: Because uh, congestion's a worldwide thing, believe me. <laughs>
6: but okay. yeah, I
2: thought London must be congestion on steroids. Um, what else have I got to ask you? Oh, now I was interested to read, you've got a rail siding. You bring your aggregate into your yard, the train drops the wagons off, and you've got aspirations to own an Asheville Aggregates train
6: yes we do um it's, it's during this morning i'm having a look at the cameras it's not here yet right so it's due in, in about three minutes but i don't fancy my chances yes we 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 bring material in from other parts of the country um sand uh, gravel type one and we distribute locally and we use the sand and gravel to make our own concrete and we let other people collect because um locally we have a few quarries but the quarries do the same work we do. So it's a bit of a, sometimes for them, if we price the same job, it may be a bit of a conflict of interest for them. Yeah. You know, so so we um, wanting to be the masters of our own destiny, uh, we put in a rail sidings and we import from other parts of the country who don't have an interest in this area and who will happily supply us.
2: Is that a reasonably unique model or like are you the only one doing that or is that quite common to have your aggregate railed into the greater London area?
6: it's becoming more common but there are only a certain amount of rail sidings available so off the off the top of my head i can think of maybe six or seven but L- london's a big place and we're we're more west london right so, okay. so we're serving west london over west london side i can say i can think of two 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 us and one other company who have a rail siding but we all specialize in different things. So, some some companies have a rail siding only to feed their own concrete lorries. Right. Or some, just to feed, or some have it just to feed their asphalt plant.
2: Right. Okay.
6: Interesting. So it, w- it won't necessarily always be just um, aggregates.
2: I'm going to uh, let you get back to your concrete pool shortly, but one last question before we go, or second to last question before we go. the, uh, the Interesting over there, the, your staff, how many on the staff and what's the split between boy, girls and the driving force?
6: On the we are about uh, sixty uh, about sixty over all the companies and the the and I'd say sixty and probably ten percent ten percent of our staff are female yeah uh, mixed di- mixed diversity from all corners of the globe unfortunately at the moment we do not have a female driver oh interesting is it? That- is it, we, uh, we 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 have we have had in the past, yeah. but currently um, currently we don't have one. The, the one that we did have, the latest one we had working with us, are after COVID they relocated. Yeah, but there there are there are a lot of um, uh, female drivers in London, and um, some of them are now um, they used to be in Arctic, some of them used to be in Tippers, but now a lot of them are getting onto the Grab lorry. So they're getting their crane certification as well. So it's uh, oh yeah. cool. There's a lot happening in London in in the way a ladies getting into trucks.
2: Yeah, yeah. And is that a, is that spreading out into the line hall stuff? Do you know, or you're not, not really across that, or like line haul drivers? Um, what would you call them? Tramp, tramp. Are they calling them tramp drivers or trunk drivers? They're like up and down the country, like
6: oh, up and down the country. Yeah, it, I, I would say it's more common with 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 the with those drivers. Yeah, it's it's more common with with the long distance who um. Who sleep in the uh, overnight in the, in the uh, in the sleeper cabs and travel up and down the country and and I was seeing I was reading yesterday that um, the government uh, uh, making money available for people to upgrade truck stops and conditions for truckers like up and down the country. Cool. So there's so that there's a grant available if you're incre- if you're improving conditions for drivers who do long distance work in services you can get a grant from the government to help you do it so man in the right direction
2: i can hardly wait for that to hit the airwaves and create a. you might have just created the best commotion we've had here in many many years (laughs) okay (laughs) uh and the very last question and this is entirely selfish uh, it's been an absolute thrill to have you on the media here and have you on the broadcast, and I'm sure you have lots of new click, click, click subscribers as people over here have a, have a snifter around what you do and, and the, and the uh, Asheville Aggregate story as it, as it keeps on skyrocketing um, upwards. And uh, um, how would you feel about an occasional touch base every three or four months to catch up on what's going and touch base with the viewers here, with the listeners here?
6: Yeah, not a problem. You just let you just let me know as long as we schedule it in the diary. I've got I've got something um, for you and your listeners. Um, I have my own show coming out on Nat Geo. It's oh, that's the construction in- one. Yep, it's called Building Impossible with that's Daniel Ashville yep. and in, and in one of the episodes I'm in South Africa driving a truck in one of the episodes. Now, it showcases in africa on the 12th of september but showcases in the uk on the 14th of september next thursday but i'm not sure when it showcases in new zealand so it's national geographic building impossible with daniel ashville I'd, I'd appreciate it if um if your viewers could try and have a watch of that oh uh, but, that's oh, my we'll that, be that, watching- that's, that's my t that's my tv debut
2: Excellent. We can hardly wait. I'll be be tuned in, that's for sure. Mate, take care, look after yourself, and we'll talk. get back to that concrete, Paul.
6: Thanks, mate. Take care.
1: Keep on moving. The official podcast of New Zealand Trucking Media.
2: New Zealand Trucking Media, Trucking Radio 24-7, and the Keep on Moving podcast. We have got a very interesting interview, actually, that uh, we're going to kick off with uh, now. It is the Harm Free Program. Now <clears throat> small and medium-sized transport and logistic businesses in New Zealand are navigating the the sea of compliance in 2023. It can seem like an insurmountable task and you isolate the requirements, uh, find resources, support information and in reputable providers is far from easy not to mention overcoming the feelings of isolation and being all alone while you're trying to do it and answerable to the boss and all that sort of stuff. You know what it's like. Scaling Everest uh, without a climbing companion can be a lonely old trudge indeed. But there's moves afoot in many areas to, to, to change all that. And one of the really cool ones of very recently, towards the end of September... Uh, is the Harm Free Program. It's a collaboration between the New Zealand Trucking Association, National Road Carriers, uh, Industry Partners Success Formula, Fit for Duty and AutoSense. A health and safety and wellbeing online enabler and tool chest targeted specifically at road transport and logistics. It's a fantastic initiative that gained some real horsepower and grunt following the awarding of an ACC Injury Prevention Grant. So if they're doing that, they can see the real benefits in it. That recognition and resource was key to bringing Harm Free to fruition, and the portal went live late in September. John Sansom is the program head for Harm Free, and uh, he's with us on the line, and it must be a really incredibly exciting time for you just at the moment, John, when you can see your uh, baby standing up and taking its own first steps and waiting for people to, uh, to come and have a look.
7: Yeah, kia ora Dave, thank you very much for having me on, it's a great opportunity to talk to you and, you and your listeners. Yeah, very exciting for us, um, we launched about a week ago after being in development for over a year um, and we've had a really positive response so far, so yeah, re- really happy with how it's going.
2: Has there been a sense of anticipation and people sort of waiting for it and, and sort of saying come on, you know, when? how far away is it sort of thing?
7: We Yes, we have been prodded a fair bit by our members, and um, we started a bit of a launch campaign around a month ago, so we've been slowly gathering momentum building up to the launch. Um, So yeah, we've hit the ground running, so to speak.
2: So I understand it was like an industry-led initiative, and can you you talk to that a bit? Was it a case of members asking for something, saying, hey, this is just unbelievable what we've got to deal with, um, and... Uh, and the, uh, the associations, you know, sensing, sensing a need or, or was, it, was it a bit of both, members and associations sort of both sensing a need for something?
7: Yeah, I think we, we knew there was a need out there and we, we're constantly fielding phone calls and emails from our members here at New Zealand Trucking Association and we know our collaboration partners, uh, National Road Carriers, are the same. Um, What they're finding is that it's actually really hard to find transport logistics specific information and resources out there. There's not really a one stop shop for that that type of thing. There's no hub, which is what we were trying to do with Harm Free. I think with the project team, creating Harm Free was sort of a natural progression for us um, as we're involved in some really good health and safety initiatives like the road safety truck. Uh, trucking along which is about mental health and um, one of our project partners AutoSense and success formula they're involved in the eyes up nz campaign um, where they go around new zealand training the trainers um, so it, from the project team it really comes from a place of genuinely wanting better outcomes for our industry
2: yep yeah and really one of the the neat things that sort of Piqued my interest with it too was that it's not just a portal where you go to and say, "Here's a we've 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 sort of you know we've put all the stuff you need to do sort of bunched in here and here's what you need to do and there's all the stuff you'll need to do." It it actually it actually takes you on a journey, doesn't it? It says, "Okay, this is where we want to get to. You tell us where you are now, and then we'll start. We'll start. We'll take. We'll sort of take your hand figuratively and walk you towards where you need to be."
7: Yeah, that, that's correct, Dave. So a lot of these bigger companies might have a dedicated health and safety manager um, who sort of knows what they're up to. They might be qualified, but a lot of smaller, medium enterprises, they won't have those types of resources and their health and safety champion within their company, it, it might be the owner driver themselves or, or a partner of an owner driver or say an operations manager who's trying to wear lots of different hats. So I think it's important to help to guide these people that are not sure where to start on a journey. So what we've done is we purposely put a workplace assessment tool on our homepage. So it gives someone a place to start. They can take the workplace assessment and then we'll help guide them towards resources and information and, and providers that, can help them make a bit of a start on their journey. Uh, it also helps raise awareness to certain areas that maybe they haven't thought about.
2: Yep, and and like uh, it says, and you've said a couple of times, and the material says, you know, it's specifically tar- targeted at uh, transport and logistics. Well, what are some of the unique challenges that, that our industry faces that maybe other industries don't, you know, that we have to deal with ourselves?
7: Well. I'd say there's the common challenge of fatigue, um, poor nutrition and and lack of exercise. Um, Obviously, truck drivers, there's long hours of isolation out there, which can lead to burnout and a feeling of not being connected with the rest of the team. Um, There's issues with managing shift work. Um, We also got a a very diverse workforce. I think in the last census, it was about 35% of our workforce is of other ethnicities, uh, Māori, Pacifica, um, and it's it's even growing further. So I expect the next results of the, the census to come out from this year, it could be higher, it could be up near 40%. So there's real cultural challenges there, connecting with our diverse workforce. Um, there's competency issues with having the right people doing the tasks um, with the correct training. Um, if, you, if you're not empowering your workers with the right training to do the right tasks, then it could lead to real safety issues out there on the road, um, like rollovers, for example. So we're we're trying to address all those different sorts of issues and challenges out there in our industry.
2: Yeah, and I mean the list is the list is really quite significant man there were some silos of uh, discussion that you touched on there that I, i'd love to come back and explore in detail at a, at a later point but yeah it's a it's a it's an industry with a lot confronting it considering the level of uh freedom that it has to move in society with 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 tools and assets that the size that they are um the to coin a to coin a uh an extraterrestrial metaphor, you might say, you know, you are not alone. And the one of the other neat touch points with Harm Free is that there's a myriad of other people in there on the journey with you who you can Mm. talk to and say, hey, how are you doing this or or what's your, sharing ideas and, you know, even at the level of the person doing this in the business, you know, you talk about that isolation thing in the cab, well, there can be a lot Mm. of isolation thing behind the desk as well.
7: Yeah, 100%. And that's what's so good about the online forum that we've got set up on the portal, is it's allowing some of these bigger companies that might have really experienced qualified health and safety champions to interact and connect with other health and safety champions that might not have that experience. It gives them an opportunity to share their knowledge and experiences. And it's just a good place to connect and ask a question for your peers to answer from around New Zealand. Um, a lot of these companies might, might be isolated, might feel like they're out on an island by themselves, and I, and I guess the the harm-free online forum is a place to sort of bring them back to the mainland, so to speak. Um, but not just that, like we're, we're going to be at the end of the phone or, or on the end of an email um, there to support and guide you guys through your journey.
2: Oh, that's exactly right, and it's a fantastic tool to once again promote that. You know, what is my association doing for me? Here's a real tangible tool where they've gone to a lot of trouble to bring a lot of information and a process for you to help with compliance. And and yeah, like even though I mean, yeah, the reality of life is it might be like harm free is is intended to be to keep you away from cliffs I mean you might find yourself at the bottom of a cliff and it might be a great tool for you to scramble and go back and prove that you've changed your ways and you're doing things well now but its intention is it's not an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff thing it's a tool to help you progress from the start and tick boxes effectively and avoid the cliffs of the cliffs of commerce I suppose you might say yeah
7: correct and we've purposely put Good Work Design, um, our first module, right at the start, because it's about thoughtful planning and structuring of work tasks, processes, to sort of optimise worker wellbeing, engagement and performance. Um, It's about balancing the demands of the job with the capabilities of the worker. So by looking at Good Work Design at the start, um, we're trying to prevent that harm before it occurs.
2: Absolutely. So with the with the resources and the the providers and the people that you're pointing the users at, like what was your process for, like making sure that they were best of breed, best of class in terms of you know, it, um, mm. as a, as a resource.
7: Yeah. So the, the providers' uh, resources information on the portal. A lot of it. As stuff that's out there on WorkSafe websites, um, government websites, waka Kotai. we're just bringing it together into one place for our industry, rather than having them look here, there, and everywhere for it. But like the, the training providers and our partners, they're all um, they're experienced. They've been around for years. They've worked with our association and, and national road carriers. Uh, their are NZQA, um, New Zealand Institute of Safety Management. Health and Safety Association New Zealand accredited Um, but not only that but we've we've run them past our steering group Um, and and a lot of these providers are um, companies that ACC have pushed us towards to collaborate with they've suggested that we collaborate with them so there's throughout this whole process there's been some incredible collaborations going on with some fantastic companies and and we're we're looking to bring it together for our industry. We're not going to be providing any exclusivity to any of these providers. It's about giving options to our people so they can make informed choices.
2: That, that that's great. That's great. So it, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of self management in there mm. as well, and, and options. You can take okay. So here's one that I'm really interested in. Harm-free. It's it's all about collabor- uh, collaboration and uh, integration. But in in itself, is it a standalone thing? And where I'm going here, and I'm and I'm just gonna sort of I'm gonna venture into into areas like we know from the summit in 2022 in Christchurch that there's moves afoot to bring a truck safe type industry accreditation scheme uh to new zealand at some point has that been in the background of your thinking when you've put harm free together so have you created something that's going to dovetail nicely into some big picture thing that could be just over the horizon
7: well yeah i mean you're spot on there dave it it is part of it's a standalone program but yes it is part of a bigger picture or a um a master plan, I suppose you could say. Um and the the whole idea with harm free is to help support Truck Safe members to to meet the standards of accreditation. Um, now I can't say too much on Truck Safe as it is in development. So that might be something that you could get me on at a later date to talk about,
3: Dave.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not going to uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, but yeah, it was just that, you know, you know, the, there's uh, there's a bigger picture in, in mind when you've when you've put this together, obviously. So, oh, most certainly. so who so who can use it? Like, is it members of member organisations only? Like, who 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 this wonderful tool that is uh, available to who?
7: No, it's it's available to the entire industry. Um, we're certainly not restricting it to anybody. The ho- the whole idea is that it's we've been able to offer it to everybody.
2: And and. Of, you know as well as I do from your involvement in the industry that it's not always the an industry that enjoys the highest margins. What 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 does it cost? Like what does it cost to get on board?
7: Oh, it's absolutely free um, for our industry to use, and we'll it will be continuing to be free. Um, it's just you just simply fill out a, a short membership form, uh, which just allows us to moderate and mediate users, especially when it comes to that um, online forum. Just to make sure that we haven't got any trolls on board or and we've we've got the right people using that that platform and um and the right information so yeah it's absolutely free to our industry dave
2: yeah that's yeah the the realities of uh the the realities of 2023 world wide web yep absolutely understand that so you guys are the masters at cost models. Have you done any costings? Have you had any little lab or, or any sort of you know crunch some numbers on what you think might be saved in terms of money for someone that dives into harm-free, gets into it, buys into it, uses what as opposed to just floundering around in the in the ether trying to bring stuff together to meet some sort of compliance requirement.
7: Yeah. Oh, thanks for the plug on the cost modeling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we do pride ourselves on <laughs> that service. Um, please join New Zealand Truck Association whenever you can. But um, no, so that, I mean, research is out there that people spend one to two and a half hours every day searching for information. So that alone, having harm-free out there, should reduce the time that people spend searching the internet, looking for relevant stuff. Um, but not only that, the the wellbeing benefits um, of taking on board the information and resources, implementing it within your workplace, it will lead to a reduction in absenteeism and staff turnover. And um, implementing the good work design um, and training and empowering your workers will reduce the benefit, uh, the risks of accidents. And over time, this should reduce your premiums. Um, Another thing is, we've got a section within um, the chain of responsibility or um, about the PCBUs and work in in health and safety and Act 2015. Now, this educating people on the chain of responsibility, it should help our leaders avoid any fines that might be coming. Um, And we we know we can see it happening in Australia. Um, There's some big fines being handed out. Um, and so the the idea is to try and educate people to avoid, because that sort of thing might be coming over the ditch.
2: Right, right, and so really it's, uh, the the savings, the tentacles go so far back into the business and are so far reaching that it's almost, obviously you can crunch some front up numbers, but it's benefits, Mm -hmm. it's flow on benefits to just, Overall culture down the track, as long as
3: it is,
2: yeah. is almost difficult to quantify, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, the old transport thing shit's still got to happen and stuff still got to be moved. But if you can plan the plan the way you're going to do it and make sure the troops are in the best possible headspace and physical space that they are to do it, then that that can only have good outcomes, really.
7: Exactly right. And and if our members really embrace this program. Um, use our library of resources, implement them within their workplace. We truly believe it will lead to better outcomes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the reality is compliance is not going away from road transport. As Com- we put more people on the ground and more trucks on the ground, and there's more freight to shift and bigger trucks, compliance—you know—compliance is not a thing that you grit your teeth till it goes away. We're, it's, we're going mm-hmm. to be—we're going to be required to ask more of ourselves in terms of doing stuff professionally, so you might as well use a great tool that's going to save you some time. Having said that, and you've said to me it's free to use and anyone can use it, but at some point the grant money will, will run out and it's, it's going to have to stand on its own two feet. I mean, it's, it's got it's got itself to support, it's got its ongoing development to support, it's got you to support, it's got... How, how do you envisage making harm-free, uh, uh, you know, how do you... Uh, to to stay alive commercially
3: yeah
7: well that's it's a good challenge for us to keep the program sustainable but it will continue to be free no matter what Uh, but it's about getting good partners and and sponsors on board with contributions Um, so far we've had some fantastic companies put their hand up and and join us as as partners Um, so we'll just have to continue that journey Um, and the more people that go and look at harm-free, and see what we're all about. I'm sure they'll want their um their companies to be exposed and and to support the program. So, um, so far so good, Dave.
2: So, uh, I think you may have already sort of touched on this as I've as I've gone along. Have WorkSafe looked looked upon it and and smiled, or have you heard? Is is that that's been part of the journey?
7: Yeah, so we've had um, the engagement lead for transport, postal and warehousing sector um, at WorkSafe. He's been part of our steering group. Um, We've also had help from WorkSafe in the development of the Harm-Free Workplace Assessment Tool, which is on the the homepage. And, I mean, WorkSafe information and resources, you'll find them throughout the portal. Um, Yeah. They actually have a, a lot of really good stuff out there. The, the the challenge was bringing it together into one place and making it easy for our industry. So we've we've managed to do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, they've been quite heavily involved in in the process, Dave.
2: Well, that that can only be good news, can not it? I mean, if you were, if, great, if you yeah, if you sure. were ever um if you were ever looking for inspiration to jump in and get involved, then I mean that you know that that would be it because at least mm. one day if something doesn't go a hundred percent according to plan, you you're. Uh, your best practicable steps thing is going to be it's going to be seen in a good light isn't it
3: yeah
7: yeah 100 percent. and i think it's important to let your viewers or your listeners know that what we've put out there is not the finished product we'll be continuing to expand and update and grow the program so i mean the library of resources there for example that'll change week to week there may be something new on there and the resources that we've got on there that people can use straight in their workplace, they won't be for everyone. But I guarantee, if you have a good look through them, there'll be at least one or two that will suit your company. So it's about providing a good range of resources and tools um, for our diverse workforce. That's really important. So I mean, it might be multilingual stuff. Um, it, it might be that your um, some of your workers respond better to a video, or rather than a poster. So we'll just be continually growing the program so it's important to I guess log in um, tick remember my login bookmark it on your home page and just come back and have a look every now and again there'll be something new
2: and I suppose it's a great way to get uh, members of, of both associations engaged in dialogue with their associations like if you look at it and you see a gap Get involved. Say, hey, it doesn't work for me on this level or this level. What can we do about this? I'm special for this reason. I mean, it's a great way to encourage dialogue in the in the industry and in the pool of association, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and it's, it's really
7: exciting to be going on this journey with um, National Road Carriers. Um, the NTA and NRC collaboration is, is a really exciting one, and we're, and we're working on some really groundbreaking projects for our industry so yeah really proud of that
2: its name is harm free it's the new portal for um specialist transport and logistics uh safe work safe work practices uh compliance it makes it easy you'll get new friends you'll get new knowledge you'll get new confidence john sansom is the head uh, of harm free where do they go what's the what's the address john here's your moment give Put down the www and how do they find
7: it yes Dave yes so it's www.harmfreetransport.nz that's www.harmfreetransport.nz
2: fantastic mate thank you very much for taking a moment of your day and your time to tell the, the listeners and about harm free and um, all the very best let's keep abreast of it and see how it goes thanks Dave look forward to talking to you again mate
1: Okay, thank you. And there we are. That's yep. episode 26 of the Keep On Moving podcast. Uh, there'll be lots more. We're going to try and keep in sync if we can with a magazine, so we're going to be monthly, maybe n- nothing over January, <laughs> but uh, if you've got something to contribute, uh, Dave, at trucking.co.nz and lots to look forward to a- as we move forward, Dave.
2: Absolutely. My excitement metre is right around on 10-plus muz, and uh, it's just going to be uh, fantastic going forward really excited really looking forward to 2024 with the keep on moving podcast and our caricature faces
1: Keep On Moving, the official podcast of New Zealand Trucking Media.